I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, uh, B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, no info for the D-E-A. Federal agents mad cause I'm flagrant, tap my cell and the phone in my basement. My team supreme, stay clean, triple beam, lyrical dream, I'll be that. Cat you see at all events bent. Gats in holsters, girls on shoulders, playboy, I told you. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, as you guys can tell, it is a Wednesday. It's the end of the week. Yes. Uh, I've been drinking. Yes, you have. And uh, I got uh, one of my favorite guests on the show today. Yes, sir. Um, uh, The host of... Uh, ready to die and life after death. Notorious B. Uh, nah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's JL Coven from the Righteous Prick podcast, com. Uh, of course, the YouTube channel, uh, JL Coven. Make sure you look him up there. Um, and fresh on a very momentous occasion, the new season of Key and Peel starts tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to get JL to come on. <laughs> yes. Uh- yeah, it's a special. It's a special night for everybody who loves Mind of Mencia. Um, <laughs> to see that rich tradition of sketch comedy and and really tackling racial issues in a in a in a in a an important way. Uh, it's, a, it's a big night. All the people who love um, the Rick James sketch on Chappelle Show because they get to say I'm Rick James, bitch, but no other reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Key and Phil is back and. Um, JL, man, it's like, uh, sometimes, it's like, I, I applaud your brave, braveness and honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I listen to the show, um, every week. And, um, the, um, the, like, what, I didn't even know you were working on a Ken Pill skit except for, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, sometimes on Facebook I see you like, I need to cast people. It's really hard to get some people in this skit. And I was like, yeah. you know, but you don't always say what it is at first. So I'm like, wonder what's so hard to cast about this one and then it's like yeah it's about <laughs> kid feels like oh yeah 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 that's gonna be pretty yeah. hard to cast oh people want careers yeah they want right. careers in the industry okay <laughs> maybe they won't maybe they won't want to do this shout right. out to uh my man uh brandon collins for uh being on there man um he had a promising career man don't um, <laughs> <laughs> miss it that guy and you know what here's the thing i wrote the sketch but he put passion into that ISIS part. Like, I can't take the blame for him, me asking for an 8, and then him giving me an 11. Like, that's on him. Like, you can't, you no longer can just say, JL made me, or JL wrote this, wrote it this way. Yeah, it's so good. I watched it, like, three times already. It is greatness. Uh, I, like, it was, um, when, when, when you put out new stuff, man, I actually, uh, I have an Xbox One. Uh, free plug for them but uh <laughs> i have an xbox one and they have an app for youtube on mm-hmm. there and i'm subscribed to your channel so it's like oh shit new jl i watch it on the big screen and hd yeah like i watch <laughs> i watch that shit like a tv show like oh it's coming on let me uh go ahead and play it so uh yeah what's new what's new this month on jl burns his own career to the ground <laughs> right <laughs> it's like cleveland's gonna be the last place uh you can go so maybe <laughs> maybe that's why you're going out there but um but yeah i um watch the skit man i think it's brilliant um the uh it's like i said it's because of who king and phil are and like the work that they're starting to get where mm-hmm. like you'll see them in movies like there's movies where people are trying to cast them together 
which is really well, weird. Let me tell you something. My favorite show this year, and there were a lot of good shows, but mm-hmm. my favorite show surprised me this year was Fargo on FX because I loved okay. that movie. And I thought what they did with that show was amazing because they were so inspired by the show without making you feel like, I wish I was watching the movie. Oh, like man. you were happy with what they were doing. But then they showed up, Key and Peel show up in like episode 10 as two FBI agents. And I was like, God damn, what? <laughs> I and can't get away. I would have understood it if they were there just being actors. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, you've got people who are famous from something else, but now they're just playing new parts. Right. That, I can respect, like, that's fine. I don't like Kevin Hart's stand-up, but I don't mind him in movies. Like, you can do different things, mm-hmm. and I, I can like you in one thing and not like you in another. True. But then I saw, they were just doing Key and Peel, and this was like a serious, quirky, dark <laughs> show, and then in they come as fucking Key and Peel being Key and Peel as FBI agents. I was like, F- what are you doing, Fargo? You were, <laughs> you were perfect. Like, they, what? And then I actually put on Vine the clip of them. Spoiler, spoiler, yeah. everybody. Spoiler. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's not integral to the plot, but they do both get shot. So mm. I put up a Vine video and go, another <laughs> reason to love Fargo. <laughs> well, yeah. They're, they're they the only two brothers out in Fargo. Yeah, well, they were sent from you know the FBI office. So okay, that were, makes sense. Okay, did they, they might have been in they might have been in South Dakota where there's twelve black people. <laughs> did, did, <laughs> they, did they sit down at a diner and then try to order like the most blackest thing on the menu or? They no, and that 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 was the one thing. Since I guess they didn't write the episode, mm. there was no racial goofiness. Okay, but they were just being themselves. Like it was, it was, it didn't, it didn't really fit with the show that was like kind of what bothered me is that there's humor in the show but it's not that kind of humor okay mm. yeah i think uh for me like i still watch kid pill but it's so hit or miss like the skits mm-hmm. um there and because like uh and ever since i listened to that episode with you and josh homer where y'all broke down kid pill you know it's kind of like uh i used to love mob deep and then somebody told me like Hey man, you know they kind of use the same drum machine on every beat, and I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. Nobody <laughs> would use the same drum machine for a whole fucking album. That's stupid. And then I couldn't not hear that drum machine for the rest. I was like, right. ah, it's the same fucking drums on every song. It's 17 songs, different, you know, instrumental sounds, but that fucking same. And I could not see it. So now with the Ken Pills gets, I can't not see the voice of them coming through as kind of the black people are funny because they're black. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's what I, one of the, one of the goals of my podcast is to ruin people's enjoyment of things they used to enjoy. <laughs> like when people tell me they watch a Louis CK special and they go, I can't not kind of see what you did with <laughs> your impression. And I go, yes, ruined. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Yeah, that. <laughs> but yeah, Ken Ken Peel. They, I mean, I've seen a couple funny sketches, but it, in the in the aggregate, when I see mm. all that they do, I just start to go, it's. And somebody wrote this on Facebook. I forget who, but but uh, in in response to what I what I the video, mm. it's the idea of like, Chappelle didn't want like he was uncomfortable with how many white people were just kind of saying, like, nigga, 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 like, thought they could say it and thought they could just... It became a thing of, instead of I'm just making fun of funny things, it became a too close to I'm making fun of black people. And, like, now it's okay. Now it's, like, fair game. 
And even if that wasn't what he was doing, and that's not how a lot of people took it, I can understand the, the discomfort. He right. felt uncomfortable with that. Key and Peele feel no such discomfort. <laughs> the, 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 the only discomfort they have is the, the thickness of their wallet on their butt as they sit <laughs> on their throne of black embarrassment. Yeah, like every once in a while they'll have a skit where I'm just like, damn, that was really deep Good. and thoughtful. Right. Like, there was this one where um <laughs> they took the black guy who was like, it was like The Wire. They took like the black guy who was like actually from Baltimore and yeah. like had lived he was like you know i really lived this experience and i'm just here as like an extra to try to get you know get on this uh get in this movie money instead of uh you know drug dealing and shit like i used to i just got out of prison and then they had the other guy who was like a british classically trained actor and shit that was like right. faking being a drug dealer and the whole the director just kept criticizing the authentic black dude like no we're gonna need you to be more gangster you just keep doing what you're doing terry but but you know whatever the fuck you need to start changing it and i was like that's a brilliant skit because i was thinking about Idris yeah. elba and you know all these like trained actors and then how on the wire like the more like untrained actors were actually like some of the best characters and mm-hmm. shit sure but then like you know like you said the next skit will be less like and then uh, a white, a black dude came in and tried to talk to a white girl. You know, it's like, oh, right. Yeah. Well, and and the, the thing I see is when they they'll set sketches in different time periods and mm-hmm. things like that, and you're thinking they are making fun of that time period. I'm sorry. When they had a, a biblical sketch, mm-hmm. and it was Mary Magdalene, and her pimp shows up, and it's Galilee Leroy. Yeah. Gal- First <laughs> off, you lose me with Leroy. You lose me by using ah. Leroy. <laughs> and he was just a pin, and it was like, this is just goofy. Like, it's not that highbrow in terms of like what it's saying. Right. It's not particularly genius. Like, even if it's a simple joke, it's not particularly funny. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's funny because like her pimp was like a, a goofy black guy named Leroy doing black, th- like being black in biblical, t- like being 1970s black in mm. 20 AD. Right. And it's like, okay, I, I, I mean, and yes, and that's the ninth sketch I've seen in a month mm. that's been like some kind of stupidity like that. Yeah. And I just thought, like, to me, it will all be worth my career ending if <laughs> they do an ISIS beheading a black guy sketch. Because that was the one. There's a lot of goofy stuff in it, but that was the one where I said that could be a sketch mm-hmm. on that show. Like there is yeah. a strong chance mm-hmm. that exactly what we describe in the sketch could be a sketch on Key and Peel. So I'm just sitting there going, I hope they add one to like episode eight. Yeah, because it- I will. <laughs> I will write to every comedy, every comedy website <laughs> that didn't share the video and be like. I'm a fucking prophet, you hack losers. <laughs> I called it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching the video, and I was like, the second time I watched it, I was just like, you know, this could have happened. Like, I could right. see. <laughs> Me too. You know what I mean? Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is pretty silly, and it's funny, and obviously, you know, kind of getting on, uh, you know, Key and Peele, and that's, that, that's, you know, there's some pretty good jokes in there. The second time I was like, but is it that far fetched? Cause like Mm-mm. Black Isis uh, hostage is some shit Key and Peele could do. Isn't definitely, it, it, doesn't it sound like when you say it? I feel like if I went in undercover as like an honest fan of the show and writer, and I like toned it down slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, only slightly. 
I feel like they they would be like, when can you start writing for us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like instead of the uh, Muslim prayer, he's trying to do like a down south Southern Baptist prayer or some shit. Of course, you know all the stereotypical <laughs> black stereotypes. Yeah, uh, and then the the thing we about we can't kill him. He's busy giving shout outs. Yeah, <laughs> and then the thing about Ferguson when you're like, uh, don't um, pick on the cop. Uh, we we don't want to go that direction with this joke. We want to pick on the kid who got shot. <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> oh my god oh man yes if, if you haven't seen it please go click on it yeah it's um i'm putting it in the chat um you guys can see it here um i can play the audio i don't know if it'll come across as well but um okay. uh let me see if i can play the audio for everybody um it takes about four minutes i thought the music was was a solid choice <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, and it's, the text says, with season four of Key and Peele starting, Comedy Central granted our team unprecedented access into the writing process that goes into this hit show. Chris, good to see you. Uh, you excited to start your first day on oh, Key and Peele? Definitely. Up a Thank you baby. for hiring me. Right. It's like a dream come true. Well, that's good to hear. Can't wait to have you meet everybody else. Let's head upstairs. All right, everybody, this is our new writer, Chris. Chris, obviously, you know Key and Peele. And what we do here on this show is we run a little differently. You, me, and KMP will basically do most of the writing. And the rest of our staff is here to make sure that we're writing appropriate stuff for our target demos. Uh, so first off, we've got Bob on the staff. He is a Midwestern married father of four. Hey, yo. How you doing? I really got my finger on the pulse of comedy in America, and I am totally hip to racial issues. I've gone black, and I'm never going back. Word to your mother, guys, and your father, wherever the hell he may be. Real spark plug. Who is this dude? Who right. is that guy? John, John's comedian Jonathan Randall. He's been in a couple of my sketches. Uh, very, very funny, funny dude. And he's done, he's done like some real different stuff. He he played like a sleazy corporate Comedy Central guy in Comedy Academy. He played like a touchy feely. Uh, rape joke therapist in in that sketch (laughs) and yeah so now he's playing kind of a goofy goofy fella i'm familiar with this guy now next song oh man how come you never um play your sketches on your show man you should do that one day go through some of your sketches on the show man i would love to hear the behind the scenes on some of this shit like i mean if it's interesting to you i don't know what you want to if you don't you might not want to do that but but yeah i would like to hear yeah man i would love to hear about uh some of the stuff that has to happen dealing with all these different people oh cool yeah that's a good idea i never even think because i i kind of sometimes compartmentalize you know like Mm -hmm. this is my sketch work this is my podcast work this is my stand-up work but yeah yeah you know maybe i'll give a uh behind the scenes uh, in the next episode or two yeah they're listening to the show they probably you know if they haven't checked out the the videos they they okay. probably compartmentalize it too like right. oh, oh i'll get to those at some point and they should be like fucking listening all, watching all the youtube videos yeah people too. To go check them out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the staff is killer kyle our resident wigger he makes sure that our material really has that that authentic street cred. I'll let nothing out of this her writer's room that ain't straight legit. Know what I mean? And rounding out our staff is uh, Terrence Ch- <laughs> Who's that? Who's, Who's that dude? Who's that guy? Yes. That is, that is uh, comedian Matt Morano. Also, Matt Marano. Uh, uh, somebody I worked with a while back when I was st- first started doing sketches, and I almost just kind of forgot because I wasn't seeing him as, at as many mics, just not crossing paths, and I was like, wait a second, this guy always, this guy always brings... 
brings brings it during sketches. So yeah, he's he's very good. Yeah, he will come back up later. Chandler, our resident Black Tea Party member, we one of three nationally. We managed to get him on staff. Uh, he makes sure that our material really speaks to the heart of the Black community. So far, the Black Tea Party member is awesome. Right. <laughs> um, who is that? Who is that guy? Uh, Khalid Rahman. Okay. Uh, new guy I met, you know, in, within the last year, and I just thought, who who looks like, like they could kind of play a kind of serious conservative uh, looking black dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, um, Key and Pill did. I forgot about this beat. This skit. They did have a really good skit about black Republicans. Yes. Where they all wore the same shit and they all got up and gave the same fucking. Uh, respectability politics. Right, speech. they all clapped at the same time. Yeah, and, it was. It was. And didn't so, one guy then start shitting on black people, and then they made him like the presidential <laughs> nominee or something like that? Yeah, right. yeah. Was, right. Then at the end, somebody came in talking about the white woman out here waiting, waiting. Yeah, for y'all, like everybody got up and left. Yeah, it's like whose white woman <laughs> is out here waiting on them, and everybody was like, "Oh shit, it's mine. I gotta go." <laughs> but anyway, Michael Brown sketch. I'm assuming if we have him stealing watermelon in Newports, that would be funny, right? Yeah, yeah, like he's like, but officer, I'm not even trying to steal these cigarettes. <laughs> exactly, then he gets surprised when he gets shot. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That And that was Brandon Collins knocking it out the park. All right. Already. Already. <laughs> it's like you're black and you stole something. How do you expect not to get shot? Sends a message that is wrong, but still funny. Love it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shouldn't we make fun of the cop? Uh, Chris, it's your first day, so I get it. Good question, but we're we're not taking that angle. We're trying to look at you know more nuanced angles, and that's that's been done. I think. Who cares? Cops are here to protect us. <laughs> <laughs> that said, that I almost hollered. I was like, oh boy, that was it. And I'm not going to take credit for that. That was his ad lib. <laughs> oh really? Wow, yeah, that's yeah. good. That was good. I'm all in agreement. The Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson sketch is gold. We're going to go with that this week, right? Yeah. Come out here, Thesaurus. Because <laughs> his black son's name is Thesaurus. Chris, remember, first day, key lesson, black names are funny. Then it'll be like, oh, no, Daddy, don't hit me with a switch. And then Ray Rice comes in like, I don't need no switch to hit no bitch. <laughs> Do we know any other NFL so players we can make fun of? Pac-Man Jones. That fool be punching strippers. Alden Smith from the 49ers is one of those real gun-toning thugs. <laughs> well, uh, well uh, Ben Roethlisberger allegedly raped some women. No, no. JL's face is priceless at two minutes and thirty six <laughs> right, seconds. He's looking like, um, no. So it's it's looking like this. That, this is not gonna work out for Chris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was thinking he ain't gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, John, it's it's okay. I got this one. Uh, see, what we're trying to do is we're trying to approach it from different perspectives. So Roethlisberger would be kind of easy. Look, all I'm saying is that I don't know why ISIS is beheading a black guy. That's supposed to be funny. Why is that funny? Okay, ISIS has been beheading white Westerners. But what if we got a black guy? Do you get it? You know, like, be really black. Yeah, like, imagine they're trying to read the guy's name to the camera, right? They can't. They're like, Daka, 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 Jones. You know, like the pizza. Okay, you know, come on, it's not delivery, it's beheading. Bob, that's a great tag. Somebody write that down. Yeah, and then we'll try to have him beheaded, and the Afro will get in the way, right? No, 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 he's just like, like, oh, no, 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 I can't go through the dark meat. I can't go through the Afro. Shouldn't the black guy be giving shout-outs before he gets beheaded? Like one of those world star hip-hop degenerates? Yo, Tyro! Yo, Leroy! Anybody else at the table have any black exploitation era names? 
seriously brandon collins has no career after this yeah. <laughs> he's, he's too good right he's, doing, he's playing the hell out of the road he's doing like, this. yes this, i watch it i was rolling the whole time he's, he's, go, he's going for a for a web equivalent of supporting actor oscar yeah. right he's like i'm all in damn it oh my god we can use jerome be like hey yo before i get beheaded i just want to shout out tyrone Leroy, you know what i'm saying yeah guys all we're doing is making fun of black people with no nuance for the enjoyment of people like this yeah yeah that's, that's how, how we, we make, make our, our money, money. and that is um the uh, wigger dude making it rain right on everybody at the table <laughs> Huh. Well, in that case, let's get that black ISIS victim some pig's feet for his last meal. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, since we're doing the behind the scenes thing, Mm -hmm. my favorite moment of this video is that, like, after spending even just a couple hours in the same room, people Mm -hmm. just get the vibe for the for the for the video. Mm -hmm. And. He, Matt asked about making it rain, and I said yes. And then he had like one take where he was just flipping the bills like perfectly, like an ATM. <laughs> and and when Christian said the line like that, like he said it perfectly on the first take, like mm-hmm. kind of that giddy enthusiasm, like he gets it, he's on board now. And the table erupted all at once. <laughs> like they were all. It, it was just great to watch because I didn't need to tell anybody. I wasn't like, okay, you guys get really excited when he. Did. Everybody just blew up as soon as he said, get him some pig's feet for his last meal. And they lost it. Oh, my God. Ah! And then after that, it tells you, like, where to go for more J.L. Covan stuff. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, I watched it at work. It was great. I had to, it's so good, man. I had to do the cubicle screen. Yeah, dog. You killed that joint, man. And everybody in it uh, really knocked it out the park, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all, please go check it out and like him and follow him on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Totally. It sure is worth it's worth the likes. Oh next, my god! Next month's video should be. I'm gonna kind of stick with. I'm gonna go with back to like a stand up comedy mm-hmm. uh, video, but it's gonna be a comedy draft. So like the different teams of comics: black comics, alt comics, uh, female comics. Like as if they're all teams at a draft. Mm. So instead, you know, just as a preview, instead of like getting a hat for your team, like at the NFL or NBA draft. The guy for the co- the beard mm. team will get like a a, be- a fake beard to put on his face, <laughs> to try- and, and there'll be like a war room where like the teams are discussing who their draft picks are going to be. Oh. And the the, uh, the black comic will get a t- towel just to put over his oh. shoulder, the sweat rag, because he's going to work too damn hard on stage for the people. Yeah. So he's going to have just to wipe his brow. He's going to he's going to get it right on stage from the commissioner. Gotta, so that's gotta, just a preview of of what that video is going to be. Gotta have a sweat rag, man. <laughs> Show the people what's up. Oh man, um, you also talked on the show, man, about uh, possibly moving to Cleveland at some point. Uh, you know, now that LeBron's gone uh, back to right. Cleveland. Uh, and you and you seem to love the city and the vibe of the city. Um, like you still thinking about that? I am, although like my family, at least my mother's trying hard to like talk me out of it. Because my thing is that's not a move that would happen for at least a year, but it would be the kind of thing where the bar exam, since I'm a you know, especially since Cleveland wouldn't be a thriving comedy center. Like I could still do comedy, but it you know that that move would kind of mean that i was kind of making comedy more of a a passion hobby Mm -hmm. than a career 
and that's obviously a huge decision. But um, I would have to take the Ohio bar exam either way, which is in February. So I've got to kind of do that now. And what I've told you know what I've told my family is, you know, I'd like to do that because then I don't have any obstacles. Mm-hmm. Now, if comedy takes off, or if I get a killer a killer opportunity, either professionally or comedically here, that's fine. But if I don't take the bar exam, then that's another six-month excuse as to why I can't make a move. Ah. So then it's like, oh, i got to wait till November now before I can take the bar. And then it's, we're talking 2016. But the thing is, I've been to Cleveland more than any other city outside of the city, you know, New York, really. I mean, in terms of for comedy, I've been there probably seven, eight times for mm-hmm. like weeks at a time, mm-hmm. a couple times, two, three weeks. And I don't know. It's, it's gets a, it, people get shit on it, but it's, it's like, it's got all the stuff. It's got like, as I've said to people, it's got 75 to 80% of what I need out of a city for 50% of the cost of New York. Mm. So it's a value choice. You know, I get the pro sports teams. I get cheap rent. I get better space, cheap rent. I'm relatively close to New York and Chicago. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's a place that like, even if I moved, it doesn't mean I'm moving there for life. If mm. I fucking hate it or I'm bored, nobody can, nobody's going to stop me from moving back to New right. York or moving somewhere else. But it's just one of those things. You sort of reach a point in life where you start to go, you know, career wise, family wise, rent wise, finances, where you start to say, okay, is this, is it necessary that I be here? Is there a place where I could kind of carve out an overall life? And it might just be familiarity with the city, but. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful city. It's a city that's you know making a comeback. Um, so this would be a good time to maybe get in before it becomes you know before the Midwest sort of makes a, a thorough comeback. Get in there while it's still cheap. And like I said, this doesn't have to be a uh, lifetime decision, but it's one I may make next year. And if you would have went back before LeBron, you probably could have played for the Cavs. Like, oh yeah. Ah. Like, now I just uh, now maybe I'll just try to be like the house MC at the Cleveland Improv so that like within a year the Cavs will know me as like the local comic and invite me out to clubs and get their their you know the crumbs that fall off their sexual plate. <laughs> you can be the uh the corny uh comedian like personality guy they normally have at the games, you know. Yeah. What's up guys? Let's hear it for LeBron James. <laughs> All right, you want a t shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. It's always a black dude at every arena I've ever been to, by the way. Yes. Well, and let me tell you something. That is that goes into the Key and Peel and 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 a lot of comedy. A comedy discussion I was having with Josh Homer recently, which is America doesn't like black people but they love non-threatening, funny black people. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if your humor doesn't talk about race, or if you, if you are a comic of, of color, it doesn't necessarily have to be black, but if you are a comic of color, and the first thing you say is like, I don't know why if we always have to divide people. Mm-hmm. Why can't we all be Americans? They, America loves that horse shit. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. like, yes, that's what I've been saying in my life of non-struggle. Mm. Why can't we all be happy and not divide? I don't care what nobody say. I love the police. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Who you going to call when you get in trouble? I'm like, yeah. Um, I, but yeah, that like at the uh, arena, it's always a guy who's like slightly urban, where it's like maybe he's radio-friendly urban. He's Carson Daly. Yeah, right. The black. Like, he speaks like Carson Daly. Like, if there's a rap group around, he'll say, like, hey, man, fat beats. Thanks for dropping by. That, that was really fresh. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're like, yes, yes. 
Eddie's like really enthusiastic, like artificially enthusiastic, like is basically screaming, I'm safe, I right. swear. And it's like, uh, it'll be like him and then like a white woman that's like from mm-hmm. the country music station. It'll be like, DJ Tone Capone and Kelly. <laughs> like, <laughs> give it up, everybody, for Tone Capone and Kelly. <laughs> right. We will be uh, playing some games today. We're going to come down and shoot some hoops. Like, I yes. feel like you should have just played the theme music from my sketch in Key and Peel. <laughs> <laughs> introduced them, boom. <laughs> right yes it is perfect man um so also man um i hear that you're they're doing auditions for last comic standing I yeah listen, listen to a lot of comedian podcasts so i hear like it's which is cool because now finally people that i think are funny are starting to get some chances like right like before it would always be like Oh yeah, I've heard of this dude, you know, which no disrespect to those people. There were plenty of funny comedians on there. But, you know, now it seems like they're kind of like working, like getting out to the the working man or whatever. The, right. But um, well, you know who's auditioning tonight? I'm gonna, this is an easy segue into a, mm-hmm. a Chris Lamberth impression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. You know, if he wins, uh, if he wins last comic standing, it's not going to going to be safe for any white actresses between the ages of 22 and 31 at all if you are an indie actress white <laughs> under the age of 31 they're going to send out like an am- the opposite of an amber alert it's going to be a lambert <laughs> alert like, he's coming for you he's famous now he loves your work he thinks you're all revelations <laughs> you know now that i'm just you know working comic you know i'm just trying to be funny just trying to you know just make a difference in comedy and i oh i really love what you're doing in in that in that new wes anderson movie i thought i thought the way you just played that role was just so beautiful um yeah so maybe you know now that we're both b-list stars maybe we should you know we should take this to the next level i don't know i really enjoyed the fault in our stars and uh i thought you played great i thought you were great in the little sister role Yes, I would well, to go see your plays. Chris mm-hmm. and I are excited this week, and yeah, as as far as the audition, it went it went, and I I'm I think I have credibility with a lot of people who listen to me, which is I'll always shit on myself mm-hmm. if it's necessary or even if it's not. But it went it, it went very very well. So now it's just one of those questions of are they looking? You know, I, they know I'm competent at comedy, so I I make some cut. But then it's when they're casting because this is a casting show. Mm-hmm. They want different backstories, different diversity of, of not so much of age. They'll take like four old dudes, but they want, you know, so if I, if I fit an, a thing, they know I'm funny now. So now it's a matter of do I fit what they're looking to cast? Do you know who the hosts are this year? Well, or? you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's J.B. Smoove. Yeah. <laughs> and that he didn't listen to the show. Cause, yeah, well, yeah, because that'll be an like people will be people that know me will be freezing their TVs and taking Instagram pics of me shaking his hand. Yep, absolutely. Like, with the with the hashtag JB has no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know someone's gonna snitch at JB Smooth. Oh, a lot of people. Yeah. Come on, I, I've got more than one enemy. Man, what about um the judges out there? Like, do you know who the judges will be yet, or do they not announce I, that till later? I have no idea who who they're keeping and who they're bringing back i think they were happy with the show but i think they whenever they look at a show like that they always look for who can we bring on to to create more buzz are you You kind of are you kind of hoping that it's like kevin nealon or somebody 
like a comedian that's over six foot five so that it'd be nice because <laughs> i know when it was wanda sykes you were like a uh, black gay lady is gonna win this shit i'm pretty sure of it so like you know if you can get like some tall comedians would you be like oh i got this shit in the bag right, right. i want kevin nealon jeff goldblum and vince vaughn <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> darko milichick is a judge in this shit okay how did this happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in the finals it. he's already in the finals <laughs> yeah it's, it's just the first round you got <laughs> like, a two-round bye all your uh, <laughs> all your personal segments because they do those personal segments for the people that um you know, like are doing good on the show. All right. your personal segments would just be like you walking in the doors and then like being really sad about, you know, not being able to like put your feet out uh, when you go see a movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They'll get me on a plane, you know, with my, with my knees like broken. <laughs> oh, looking like that one scene from Misery and shit. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yes, this, this guy yeah, really wants it. My joke is I, I once said to somebody, I said, I'm so not handicapped that I'm handicapped. Like, me and handicapped people need the same facilities. Extra <laughs> leg room, higher toilet. Right. We all, it's like, I'm so, I'm so not handicapped. I'm now, I'm now very close to handicapped. Yes. It's like I'm 359 degrees away <laughs> yes. from handicapped. So I'm like back to back with a dude in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's like, hey man, when you get done with that, that stall, I still need it, man. I know I don't have a wheelchair, but come on. I need um, space. Yeah, that well, that's good, man. Um, I feel well, I like I can't be mad. That's the only. That's the good thing. I can't be mad because mm. I went up there and had a really good set. So, like, this is the point. I told a friend of mine afterwards. I met him. I met him out for a for a celebratory beer, and he said to I said to him, "I'm okay if I get bounced right now because mm. it's like it, I'm I'm the least invested in it, and I know that it's not because I did poorly." As you move on, then they start making real subjective judgments, and then you start to feel like, maybe I can win it. Maybe I can change my career, change my life. And then it's like you finish fourth, and you're like, fourth? I should have <laughs> never fucking entered this contest. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you feel like since you don't care, um, you have like a better attitude than if you went into this being like, yo, I have to fucking kill, I have to place. If, if I don't get it, then, you know, something's rigged, like... Do you, do you feel like there's less pressure on you either way? Well, I think the problem is I will start to care. That's just mm. not – that that's going to happen. So all I'm saying is like right now, if it, I think it helps. But I was still nervous on stage just because you're being ju- – it's not like just doing a straight show. Right. You're being judged. Like you've got to – you haven't – you're not getting a paycheck. You're trying to get to the paycheck. Right. And so it was um, – I was nervous and – I think as it goes on, everybody always says that every comic, you know, 90% of comics say some bullshit like, hey, I'm just happy to be here. And like, right. it's just comedy. Like, you know, it's not a contest, it's not this and that. And then behind, you know, one on one, half, if not more than half of that 90% is like, I can't believe that motherfucker won, man. Right. I <laughs> gave my heart to this shit. <laughs> Fuck him. Right. Bull- bullshit jokes. I'm just the guy who says it out loud. Right. And everyone's like, what a dick. What a dick. And then they talk to me one-on-one. And they're like, fuck that dude. You're right. Dude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'll let you talk. They are bullshit. But no, <laughs> I will not be in your sketch. No. That's crazy. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Um, well, look, man, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for you. Um, me too. And uh, all the people that I know that are getting the shot, man. Uh, it'd be awesome to turn on my TV and see some people I know. Uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, people that... 
you know who's who i know of but you know a lot of people i feel like because of the comedy machine uh where you have an agent and you have like management you have like certain like things that you are getting you don't really get to see like the behind the scenes with those people right because it's more right. of an image it's like you know i can't they're not gonna do a podcast because if they did a podcast and you know all kinds of shit and they might slip up and say the wrong thing about the wrong person and that might fuck up something whereas uh with you guys you guys already said all the wrong things so i feel like you know I'm nobody has all, said y'all. more wrong things at this such an early stage of their career, they than should, me. dude. They should, <laughs> they should have you on the show just for that, just for the right. awkwardness of being like, oh, you know what's um cool? Seth Rogen's the guest host tonight. Isn't that interesting, JL? Anyway, oh, I'll take <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, they'd realize very quickly that I would be good for ratings. Right, right. If you put in, if you put one guy who's like not polished and not like who's just. <laughs> already burned bridges <laughs> yeah. and then you, you can get this where i'm like yeah i did write a blog where i called tj miller like the, <laughs> the abandoned orphan Aww. son of gary Busey, <laughs> and because he was pissing me off with something he said about dane cook's comedy and then tj miller wrote on my blog he found my blog and like wrote a long very reasonable response but i'm thinking i've made like I'm, I'm a, have Louis C, God damn it, get Louis C.K. to guest on Last Comic Standing. That'll be the episode to end all episodes. Dude, I'm still waiting for, and I don't know why no comedians really tried it, but I'm still waiting for the guy who does just burn bridges, but only for the PR of it. Like, mm. you know, the guy who is like, man, fuck, uh, JB Smooth, man. He's never been funny to me. I don't know why he gets to talk about what my comedy should be. It's just like, God damn, this dude doesn't give a fuck. I feel like that that guy would like go that guy would go a long way because people would just be like, uh, you almost have to vote for him to see the chaos at this point, right? right. Well, that's and I feel like I'd be the guy who'd finish second. Like they could mm-hmm. never give me the win, but then I'd have all these other opportunities. Yeah, from being the the guy in the black hat, so to speak. Yeah, you can't win with that shit. Yeah. Oh it, no, no, you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, won't yeah. Win. But being, I'm just kidding. You, if I get on this show, you will watch me quickly get in line. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think everybody sold out quick for what? What are they paying? Five hundred an episode. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, what I mean, a bitch! I think, I think I think that's everybody though, right? Like, I, I feel like everybody's kind of like, uh, like you said, even the people who are playing the game for free are still kind of like behind the scenes. Like, yeah, man, I don't really think that motherfucker is that funny anyway. But oh, yeah. oh here he comes! <laughs> Great job, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of where you're at anyway. But yeah, I, I would definitely have fun just watching uh, people squirm, especially if. Um, like I said, they brought on people that I know you've talked about. Oh, if, oh. or if they just start showing, if they do their research. Oh. I see. My thing. I'm. I'm with you. If they do their research, that should make them doubly want to put me on. <laughs> yeah. If they're looking for ratings and stories, yeah. but if they're looking for people to play nice, then they can have like a bland comedy show. But you put me on and have like Seth Rogen and Louis C.K. and Dane Cook show up on the show. Dude. And like gang initiation <laughs> me with like a beat down. That's huge ratings. It's, yes, it, it, I'm in. It is not beyond the pale that they could get like celebrity guest host Key and Peele. It is not like that's yeah. something that could happen. Yes. <laughs> it's like we that would be everything. They're promoting their show, which is in season. You know, this shit well, is done. And all I'd say to them, I'd, they'd catch me on screen and I wouldn't look nervous. I'd just be like, 
What do you want me to say? They seem like nice people. <laughs> I don't like their work. I didn't say I didn't call them Hitler. I right. just said I don't like their show. Yeah, get your uh, camera out of my face. Right. It just be JL secretly being uh, mic'd and and forget, <laughs> forgetting that he was on mic for a second and being like, "Yeah, man, Galileo, that was brilliant, man. You guys are uh, really <laughs> killing it with those uh, some of those things." Uh, but donkey teeth, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, man, let's start the the, the rest of the show. But um, yeah, they, they that's what you guys need to be up on with JL. Um, this is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Podomatic. Search the Blackout Tips. Um, leave us five star reviews on those places. We love those. We read them on every show, regardless of content. Um, every feedback show, we will read whatever you have to say as long as it's five stars. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, if you leave it less than five stars, I won't read it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the blackoutips.com um, and you can do stuff like become a premium member. You can, uh, you know, uh, sign up to get uh, emails every time we update the page so that when we put out a new episode, we write a blog post, you get an email like, hey, here's what's going on. And you can set the frequency of those things to your own tune. So it can be like yes. once, a, once a day, once a week, uh, once a, a month. month. Uh, you can do all that stuff. Um, you can do stuff like uh, vote in the polls and leave comments. The contact information is in the about section. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Let me find some sexy music. I, I always forget to cue this shit up because I get to talk. Ah! Uh, let me see. What do I have that is kind of uh, sexy here? What about this? <laughs> Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to refuse. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. That's right. But that's not all, guys. In addition to putting the pussy on the chain wax. Oh, Lord. You, when you select your one item at 50% off, you can get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual, I can't even tell you what it is on the radio. And to top it all off, they will throw in free shipping on your entire order. Just go to adamandeve.com, put in code TBGWT to get 50% off of any item. Plus three free DVDs, which is high quality, slow motion like, no surprise stuff, like just professional sex. All right, guys? I know a lot of porn these days gets a little dicey. Click on a link, you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Someone walks eating a sandwich in the background, some other dude walks in, you're like, this, this isn't in the script. No, professional cameras, professional sex, scripts, um, things that uh, make it enjoyable. Um, it's slow motion, on the scene, like on location. They go out, they fly out to Hawaii. If they say they're going to be there. That's what I'm talking about. So make sure you guys do that. And you also get free extra gift that I can't tell you about. And free shipping. That's code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. All right. Let's do this. Lots of uh, lots of news and shit was happening today. Um, some people got in trouble on the, the Internet, as always. Uh-oh. I mean, we wouldn't have a show without them, so I really can't be mad at these people. Uh, for being willing to say or do dumb things. Um, <clears throat> first thing that happened 
uh crazy coincidence you guys know who the actor omari hardwick is Mm-mm. i saw the story but i, I didn't look click on it because i was like first i was like omarion and then i was like oh no i don't know this guy <laughs> yeah yeah omarion from b2k who's also on, <laughs> uh currently on love and hip-hop uh hollywood so if you guys uh, want to see some choice ratchetness i say you go there um this guy is an actor who um he's i guess recently he's most known for being in uh the uh what is that star series um uh where um uh, 50, 50 cent series yeah, 50 cent oh that one you were watching on come on showtime yeah it's called power yeah power um, that's right yeah stars yeah it's a star show yeah it wasn't very good in my opinion but he wasn't it wasn't his fault put no. it that way he's not necessarily the greatest actor but you know it's stars what do you expect um so on the heels of finishing up the first season of star the star series power omari hardwick faced a bit of a backlash on twitter after a photo of his wife appeared online hardwick who has been married to his publicist jennifer how now you pronounce this p-f-a-u-t-c-h fouch since 2012 uh defended her when people on twitter preferred to refer to fouch as ugly and looking like a man uh someone on twitter said uh someone someone just said amari harwood's wife looks like jeremy scott jesus and some dude laughed at it and now he's in a news article for laughing at do you, that. Do you have like <laughs> a worse picture of her? Because I'm looking at her going okay he's like better look he's like a better looking man than she is a good looking woman yeah, but I wouldn't look at her and say ugly at all. Right. I can find the actual picture. Hold on. There's like, I saw the picture they put out and it's uh-huh. like, she has a weird haircut. She's obviously low key chilling. They're having like brunch or something. You know, they're, they're not trying to, uh, to, to, you know, they're not like, she's not trying to impress anybody. You know, you know what I'm talking right. about? Where it's just like, uh, if someone took a picture of, 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 of you and your chick at fucking, sunday at brunch like it wasn't like a paparazzi like oh it's the paparazzi let's do this my thing is also when when the wife is not famous you also have to like you know what i mean like i feel Mm -hmm. like that's doubly fucked up to like Mm -hmm. because she's she's she doesn't play this game anyway right and And she's not trying to show off on this particular so it's like a double like why would you call her out and i kind of have like more respect for him because Mm -hmm. It's like, see, he wasn't just marrying for like looks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do you think he leaked this story so that he could get better, better side pussy? He could get like, better like chicks. a shallow howl thing where it's like, look, I have an ugly wife. Put it out there. <laughs> I feel, I feel She's like ugly. I feel like now you know I'm a, a good man, right? So you can be safe having an affair oh. with me. I feel like it's the um. Uh, curvy enthusiasm thing where they, where J- Larry was judging everybody by their wives. And if, right. the, if their wives look too good, he was like, nah, I don't want to do business with this guy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like if they had an ugly wife and they had been with her for a while, it was like, yeah, this is, this is the kind of guy I want to get into business with. He's loyal. He's faithful. Right. He's true to his word. Uh, you know, he doesn't mind how he's perceived by everybody. It was just like a fucked up funny episode. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, the worst picture of her is on Bossa, which is uh, where I'm. All right, here we go. Let me uh, copy this link because this is the picture where I was like, "Oh my God, I can see uh, how they might have got her." You know. Oh, I hope I don't have to backtrack immediately when you post this picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me see if uh, let me see if I can get it to preview. Um, 
but yeah it was one of those moments where i was just like is that fair because like she just looks like she's chilling it's just like a bad picture like if right. she like, oh damn yeah <laughs> i take it back that's a man <laughs> oh lord what the fuck <laughs> i take back i'm sorry i take back my criticism of the of the trolls <laughs> oh, man, what is she doing? <laughs> oh my god that's the fastest 180 of all time on this show <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously kidding yeah but like damn like <laughs> it's a bad picture i'm like but it's like if you told i would this is, the truth is if i saw that picture i'd be like that's like a like a lesbian friend or like a right. like mm-hmm. a european dude who is in like a a, a a leather gang or something yeah she's just totally like not trying it you know what i mean like yeah. Sometimes women go out and they, don't, they just don't give a fuck. Like, right. I know that's not every, you know, woman all the time, but she just looked like she had no expectations to be photographed at that moment with her family eating outside. And especially She's not like you're just in that shitty show power. Nobody's taking pictures of us. <laughs> right. Right. Who the fuck knows who <laughs> you are? You know what I mean? But <laughs> Uh, and then this is the guy they compared her to. Uh, when they were making that joke. <laughs> I, I disagree. That that's funny, but it's not—it's not accurate. Or Omari nice. Hardwick, who's the star of the HBO oh, television this, uh... show Power with Fifty Cent, is defending his wife. Wow. They, there's a literal news article about this. I did not know they had audio. Anyway, huh? uh, let me close that. Um, but yeah, so uh, people were talking about her. Um, his his wife looks like a character from Gundam Wing. Amari Harwood's wife is ugly as fuck, but maybe she has an amazing personality. Uh, someone took a picture of Roger Goodell and said, my reaction to Amari Harwood's wife. Uh, several either even added a lot of negative reaction. Uh, uh, several tweeters even added that a lot of the negative reaction came from black women once they found out he was married to a white woman. That's effed up that black girls have so much animosity towards Amari Harwood's wife because she's white. Uh, black women. The ones who truly acting like they have a genuine issue really act like childless over Amari Harwood's wife. Let it go. Uh, black Twitter is on Amari Harwood's case because his wife looks like looks some type of way. LOL. That's not really a relevant tweet. Anyway, so he went out and he responded back on Twitter. I wish all of you could experience celebrity for a week and understand the level of ugly and certain diseases called human beings. I thought it was ugly losing my son. I thought it was ugly losing my brother at 45 and my sister at 33. All within a three-year span. Ugly of hate is a portion of cancer immeasurable. Not sure. That's, that says either Plato wrote it or like he's just, he like, that's a sentence where he's either really deep or really dumb. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Me either. Because like the way it's written is like almost like a poem, you know? Social media has aided in the hate of my generation of public figures versus those before us. I want to personally thank all of you who have only loved, supported, properly challenged me and recognized God's truth of my existence and those I would die and kill for. I love you back. I root for you all. Those who have created your own truth so to make your despicable selves feel Better with zero care for those like me who've done zero to you. I want to harm you while equally praying for the misery uh, known as you. Uh, Damn, that's 
feel like this is one of those, like, he would have a scene with one of these trolls where he'd be, like, crying and praying while choking the life out of their neck, like a real <laughs> creepy HBO scene, like, from a, right. from a show. Yeah. Um, I, well, the reason I feel bad is because, obviously, he doesn't think his wife is ugly. Like, right. he's not, like, he's in love and I'm sure finds her very attractive, mm-hmm. and she doesn't look like that picture. Right. Plus, who, how long have they been married? A couple years? Uh... Yeah, I mean, they got a kid. I don't know how many years they've been married, honestly. Right. But they but the but the 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 thing is he obviously just it's it's it feels terrible for her. Like yeah. cuz it's not like they're attacking him cuz his feelings are 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 what they are. Right. But it's like this is like a defenseless person who's not in the spotlight, not doing anything. And mm. you know, the internet culture is just to take a take a big shit on whoever. Also, I mean, what if his wife was ugly why would people give a fuck you know what i mean like they ain't marrying it's very weird to like care about that kind of shit in my opinion you know like it's not your dick it's nothing you you know what i mean like it's not hurting you at all to be like yo this motherfucker got an ugly wife dog i gotta let the world know and he just doesn't he's not famous like i hate to make it about this but he's not famous enough to like get up in his life right yeah yeah shit on him like that's just you know, they might as well, like, I'm, like, two steps away from that. Like, if somebody was just, like, looking at my Facebook page and going on, you know, sending things to TMZ, like, you know, the righteous prick, his chick ain't all that. <laughs> You're like, what? Right. Like, are you serious right now? Like, who is this dude? But, uh, yeah, man, they went in on him um, pretty bad. Um, I just thought it was, you know, fucked up or whatever. And, um, you know, also, like, it does, I do believe that, celebrity and the celebrity worship of like our culture and our generation um it does kind of dehumanize celebrities because mm-hmm. like they go through real shit too but it's right. like their shit doesn't count to us because they have money and fame which we all think that we want so it's like mm-hmm. you know fuck fuck you for being sad that we talk shit about your ugly ass wife, motherfucker. You famous. <laughs> you supposed to be able to take it. As if any of us would, if we got famous enough for people to be critical of our lives, like we would all just go, it's cool because I'm rich. No, we'd still be like, fuck right. that guy. I, I know how it feels to get like one bad review on iTunes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, like I, like I have no fucking right to judge that dude. For getting upset, but I guarantee you, there's a lot of people like you're rich, you're you're famous. What are you even worried about? What people on Twitter are saying? It's like, so I'm still a fucking person, right? Human being. Well, that's th- yeah. I was gonna say that's that's what they do to celebrities, and that's what they that's that's the way I look at like all the NFL scandals. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like we're. I'm not saying any of these dudes are good people that are hitting their wives or doing any of that stuff. This is not a defense of them, right. but I feel like some people. It's like you want to hammer a dude more because he's rich and doing or doing something cool with his life. So it's right. like, yeah, Ray Rice. I'm sorry, like Ray Rice deserves like whatever penalty by law and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not the end of the world. Like it's not like, and if he just worked at McDonald's or like was a teacher, you'd be like, that's fucked up. But right. you wouldn't be like, that is fucked. This dude needs to be wiped from the fucking earth because right. that, that component is like the jealousy of right. like, well, you're rich and you're doing better things with your life that I wish I could do. So now that I have a chance to take some of it from you, right. I want to take it all. Yeah, right. it crossed the line. Like, I noticed, like, because I was kind of on the bandwagon of like, yeah, the NFL mishandled this and these guys do need to like suffer some sort of penalty. Mm-hmm. I think 
it's kind of a shell game that people are getting tricked into thinking that missing NFL games is a huge penalty. Um, but you know, it's like it, to me, if you went to jail for that shit, that would be a huge penalty, you know? Right. And it, it wouldn't matter how many NFL games you got suspended for because you can't play when you're in jail, you sure know? Can't. Like that to me is where I would love for it to be. But Roger Goodell kind of made this, I'm the principal thing and, People have been substituting NFL justice for like actual legal system justice for a while now. And it's not the same. And, and when I watched what played out, it got to a point where they sent, I think it was Adrian Peterson and uh, Greg Hardy got sent home. Uh, and it was like, you can't be around the team, but we're not going to terminate your contract. So you will receive payment for the, for the game, even though you're not playing. And all of a sudden you start seeing people going, oh, so they get $13 million to sit at home. First of all, that's the whole season, Dick. They didn't get thirteen million dollars for that one game. But two, um, what the fuck else do you want to happen? Like, right? If they terminate the contract, then they lose the guys. The teams aren't stupid. If no, they lose, not. if they lose a contract, the motherfuckers are good enough to come back and just be on another team. And the, and the teams are still self serving. Like they're the Minnesota Vikings will never like. T- he would have to be like on camera burning his kid or some shit before the vikings right. went before the vikings actually went you know what man we're gonna have to cut this contract they're not gonna cut the contract of the nfl mvp from two years ago because people everyone's upset sports people forget that sports just because you like sports and don't give a fuck about microsoft right. or amazon they're billion dollar companies that's all they are like right just like the people like running an NFL team, people are like, oh, I wish I could be the general manager of a football. No, you don't. Right. Because that's not being a you're not a fan of football at that point. You are living and breathing business <laughs> right. of football. Not the same. Yeah, you are working don't... with contracts. You are like working with lawyers. It isn't go, it isn't sitting in the skybox <laughs> eating popcorn. Right. Like, I'm a fucking general manager. I just get to watch <laughs> football all day. That's real. They are businessmen. Like right. there is so much money in the NFL that right. you might as well just look at them like Exxon playing Amazon. Right. Yeah. Instead of this like, oh, it's my Steelers versus the, the Chiefs. Ooh. Not, you know, not to mention just, like half the owners are dirty and have their own legal shit issues. that they're tied up in. And, and people are looking for moral justice from these motherfuckers. Like one of the teams is named a racial slur and you're waiting for this guy to come out and be like, you know, it's reprehensible. What? Like they're not going right. to do it. Right. One was caught with enough cocaine for, for, for 15 families. Right. And the other one. <laughs> Is like banging chicks and sticking fingers up and sucking dicks, but nobody's demanding <laughs> that you take the teens from these right. That's a lot of activity. Yeah, th- I mean, these are just, that's Jerry Jones, uh, that's Jim Ursay, that's, uh, Daniel Snyder. Right. The fucking, the owner of the Vikings has a scandal. Right. Like, all the, so then people are looking at these guys for justice, but they're not really looking mm-hmm. for justice. Like, it crossed the line from like, people need to do what's right to, I'm so mad these people just need to like lose everything. And right. that's, and it's like, well, now you guys are being so unreasonable. I have to like go away from the group where I'm just like, right. Yeah. N- none of that's going to happen. I don't even think Goodell's losing his job. No, I, I, I don't think he is either. And I think the, the biggest problem that I have is that these people that are about justice, you need to be about justice across the board. That's my issue. If you're going to be outraged with these players, you need to be outraged about these owners. I want to see the same outrage across, not trying to be funny, across the board if we have this moral compass per se, but mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the same outrage, and it's because they're not, they're players, and because for the owners, it's 
an excuse is well they rich is this and that but when it comes to the players it's like burn them all no i i i, I can't rock with you on that one yeah so the nfl's announced a new policy all hot dog vendors are expected to not beat their wives right <laughs> they will drop they will drop your ass in a second if you are working concessions without yeah. a clean record shout out to no, all no tolerance no sh- tolerance shout anymore. out to At all the level. shout out to all the guys who got caught up in like they were practice team guys and second and the second and third on the depth chart guys. They got rid of those motherfuckers so quick last week. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Dwyer just came in and was like, but I told y'all about this case months ago. It's like, you gotta go, man. But I just had, uh, seven rushes for, uh, 14 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, dog. Yeah, that's cool, bro. That was cool mm-hmm. last week. Right. But, uh, you need to go today. So they that's- won't. They won't notice we already played you, you know, like they're they're like, I don't want them to notice we already played you three games. So just go now. (laughs) That was the thing that I thought with Michael Vick was like he did like 20 months in jail. Right. I was like, okay, he can play. Right. Right. And I get it. If you don't want to like Michael Vick, I I completely understand that. Like, I'm not a dog owner, but Mm -hmm. I want to be like one day I will be. I love dogs. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Like, fuck him, man. And and to me, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, damn, that dude just, like, was executing dogs. Right. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. But you know what else is fucked up? Two years in jail. Dude, I've seen people. Like, so, it's, like, it's I'm weird. not saying it's even if you love dogs, but it's like he did he, the justice system work. Right. And he, he served his time. And now he can. And the th- you know what the sad thing is, if he worked in McDonald's or in an office, his life would be more fucked up. Like right. he'd be a he'd be some felon who couldn't get hired. Mm-hmm. Who couldn't now at least he has million dollar talent. So like right. he was able to do something with that. But people don't realize like if Michael Vick was just you know a, a school teacher or something mm-hmm. doing that shit and like a gym teacher somewhere that dude'd be homeless right now. Right after well, getting out of jail. You know what's crazy though? If he was a school teacher, they probably wouldn't have pursued him with federal charges. Like it's just. It's, this weird catch twenty two, you know, like, yeah. like, like they let everyone go but that motherfucker. Like that was the craziest shit. Like, right. I I recognize how he got caught up because at every turn he had to be thinking like over some dogs, but but you know what I mean. Like, the, but they were like, listen, man, uh, we know what you're doing. It's illegal, and uh, we're coming after you on racketeering charges. He's like, but it's fucking, I'm fighting dogs with my boys. Yeah, right. uh, I'm. Yeah, uh, I, I know you're paying for all your boys' um, legal counsel. They've all turned on you. They're all state's evidence now. Um, you will be going to jail. Right. But we were just fighting dogs like two. We were just, remember, Ron, Leroy, Tyrone? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel like um, like it's funny because it, it's all timing, right? Mm-hmm. If Adrian Peterson gets caught uh, or that the, the evidence comes out about him hitting his kid two weeks before Ray Rice's uh Video comes out? Never heard of it. He's fine. Right. Comes he's all the time and like people are being so hypocritical about it, but right. I mean, if it was Mike Vick's shit and um like video of the dog fight surfaced right now, he'd have to go away. Like it's just people are just mad and they don't give a fuck right now. But right. yeah, if they release a video of him drowning a dog even though he already went to jail for it, they'd be mm-hmm. like, you know what? He's gone. Get yeah, out. get out again. We, we don't need this. Like but, uh, yeah, the, I'm just laughing because I feel like the NFL got everybody again because, er, like, I haven't heard a person talk about a jail sentence from, since this shit started. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just talking about how many games you're going to miss. 
which totally misses the point i don't give a fuck if they send the guys home but right uh i know those guys are like well fuck i'd rather go home than jail so that's cool right. my thing with the scandals is um i think adrian peterson the scary thing about that though because i got beat mm-hmm. by my dad mm-hmm. as the kid me too and my dad was relatively strong got mm-hmm. a i got the belt that was as bad as it got yeah but me too. adrian peterson could whoop my ass like a child right and i'm i'm six seven <laughs> 270 mm-hmm. and he could beat my ass with a bit with so a like with he could he could grab me with his like what they say he has like you know a fucking like killer grip mm-hmm. like he has hands that can like crush shit mm-hmm. he would grab me slap me in the face grab a t- tree branch and hold me down as he beat me Yep. Now the scary thing about that is that he did that to a four-year-old, right? And I'm 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 judging him like not as a as a parent, but as a a, a man, like as a you know, because any parent like mm-hmm. hit if, whether you think hitting's right or wrong, he shouldn't be penalized because he's stronger. Like, whereas some weak parent can beat the shit out of their kid. Yeah, and I, like, I, oh, no, it's okay. You don't bench a lot. Yeah, I keep, but, make, I keep making a joke that, like... But he, he will hurt. Like, he would hurt a, a kid. Yeah, like, I, bad. I keep, without being, like, extra angry. He might just be like, and it's like, oh, my God, Dad, you broke my arm with that slap. Right. Yeah, yeah I keep making a joke that he just, like, jumped 60 feet into the air and broke off like a, a redwood uh tree branch <laughs> with his big field negro hands and just like swung, <laughs> swung the branch on him and shit like it made the uh six million dollar man sound when he jumped up there and shit like, <laughs> like no one wants to take an ass whooping from that motherfucker like no you know if it would have been like a kicker or something you know we could have understood but like he's so strong that even though I is is clearly challenged. Dudes bounce off him when he runs. He's like right. he's like Christian Okoye in Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, dudes that lift <laughs> dudes that lift weights and only train to hit people bounce off of him. Like I like I could actually believe like this this is fucked up, but I could actually believe him when he was like I wasn't trying to hurt him. I'm like right. I be- I absolutely believe, believe you. you. That means like a motherfucker like you doesn't get to hit his kid at all. Like right. you're just right. you're in a whole weight your weight class is like too much for you to be touching anybody's right. like kid. Mike Tyson can't punch a dude even if the dude punches him first. Right. Cuz he's his his hands are lethal weapons. So right. it's as if he's using a gun. Yes. A I agree, man. Um, fist fight. Like the only other thing I was going to say was that mm-hmm. I never wear my Ben Roethlisberger jersey again because I'm a Steeler fan, mm-hmm. and I just felt uncomfortable. I still feel weird having a Ben. Like, I couldn't throw it out because it was expensive. Right. But I was just like, let's just bury this under my Darren Williams jersey of sh- people who shamed my teams. Could you even <laughs> Could you even imagine if, like, some of this shit happened in today's climate? Like, there was video of Ben Roethlisberger going into a bathroom after an obviously drunk chick or whatever, mm-hmm. and and dude standing guard and all this shit. But somehow, like that guy washed underneath the table. Well, it's just somehow three years ago it was okay. Like I don't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know why it was okay. Been, he ain't been charged yet. Yeah, I don't know why it was okay. I don't know why people didn't have major expectations of the NFL, but it was like. People understood, like, you got to let the justice system play out. You got to let the charges go. Right, people understand case. And now people are like, if you get accused of something, your ass needs to go out of the NFL right away and mm-hmm. straight to prison. Nope. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's where we're at, though. Right, where, and I agree with you. I'm about to start framing people. Like, if, if it's fucking, like, the Eagles versus, like, the fucking Patriots in the Super Bowl, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Tom Brady raped me, dog. Like I'm gonna straight up just go out oh, there to the Lord. press. Listen, get him off the field. I've accused him. I don't want any. Uh, I don't want any double standards. And see, and because he's a white man, I'm, I'm gonna bring up the race card, and we're gonna get him off the field. And my Eagles will get their first Super Bowl ever, and uh, people will have me to thank. So be careful. I, I ain't trying to get no death threats. Crazy to me. What's crazy to me is that we forget that just one season ago, Aaron Hernandez was killing people. Right. <laughs> yep. And it was playing. And was Aaron playing. Hernandez is a murderer, a multiple murder. He is Dexter with <laughs> at, at the tight end position. Yes, he and was, is. Like, and was it just this happen, if this stuff happened a year ago, they mm-hmm. might have been like, well, Ray Rice did punch his wife. But on the other hand, he didn't murder three people. Yeah. Ah. You know what's great, too, is like, he was murdering people and playing well. Like it didn't, yeah. it, it didn't even fuck him up. Like he was just like kill a couple motherfuckers. But anyway, I got uh, fourteen fantasy points for my team. Uh, if you had me on your roster, you should have started me. Um, oh. Speaking of celebrities mm-hmm. and their problems, Wiz Khalifa, the rapper that you might know from uh, Black and Yellow, he always looks high to me. Mm-hmm. Who married Amber Rose? Who uh, everybody loves. Uh, she's like a bald head smoke show. Uh, they're getting a divorce. Uh-oh. Yeah, she, uh, Amber Rose filed to, uh, to file divorce papers. Secretly, I feel like Kanye's fist pumping. Because I feel like he's that petty to be like, told y'all motherfuckers. Oh, he's he working on the song. Oh, yeah, a song's coming. Yeah. I hit it 58th. Right. <laughs> yeah, something's happening with that. Because he made a whole album about that woman. Oh, yes, and for some reason, she brings out the fucking best in him because his mm. beats go hard, and then you be like, yes. So I'm expecting that to happen. Uh, but, yeah, they have ir- irreconcilable differences, which I believe is uh, Wiz Khalifa ran out of weed finally. Something happened. You know, after you smoke all the drugs, sometimes you got to let it go. She's seeking custody of that 20-month-old sp- uh, son and spousal support. Um, and that's laid out in their prenup agreement. Uh, that he would have to do those things, which is funny because everybody says get a prenup. Um, most prenups mean like you're going to be paying something. Mm-hmm. You can't walk away scot-free. Yeah, people think a prenup is like, it, like, it, like it'll violate it if it's like, oh, you got caught, she got caught cheating on me and I'm the one with all the money. Then it's like, I ain't got to give you shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But but when it's like, you know, uh, irreconcilable differences, uh, you get caught cheating. Right. Um, like, you normally have to come up off of some money that your ass didn't want to, you know? Especially depending on the state. And uh, I looked at the AP uh, for this, and it came out of Los Angeles, so. Right, so you've been paying. California is all about that. No, mm-hmm. sir, you're going to be paying. Damn. Now, oh. she, what's her claim to fame? Like, does she do anything, or is she just is she just attractive and has was Kanye's girlfriend? A stripper, That's wasn't it. she? That's it, yep. No, okay. J- JL nailed it. Uh, she's attractive. She was Kanye's girlfriend. That's pretty much all you need to know. Right. Um, I have several of her twerk videos saved. Her body is everything. Yeah, I have uh, several of her twerk videos saved. Um, she's been naked on media takeout several times. And what was it that, um, what was the MTV award she came out? Looked like she was draped in uh, silver chains. She did look like she was draped in silver chains. That's correct. That outfit was everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's everybody's cup of tea, but she's definitely... My uh, cup of tea. She's stirring my kettle. If you know what I'm saying, guys, I'm saying she's attractive. But um, no, she, very. Yeah. So uh, she um, 
basically uh oh and she knows how to twerk which is a big deal does she speak i feel like i've never i've just seen pictures of her like i've never heard her speak or do anything she has the most annoying voice on the planet oh really and she even tried to act one time it was a joke she tried to be an actress for a while it didn't work out um her speaking voice is goddamn reprehensible man no no offense to her but it's really like one of the worst uh speaking voices ever dog i I tried, you know what I mean? And she was saying something really emotional too, but that voice is so annoying where it's like she was crying and shit and you're just like, I don't care if your kid died. Shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's it's just really hard. And I'm just like, oh God, no. No, Amber Rose, don't. Let me see if I can find an interview with her. But uh, yeah, I was just like, no, Amber Rose, just be quiet and let me look at how good you look. Um, And maybe that's why I was going to leave I had to do all those drugs. Maybe that's how you can tolerate her. Oh Lord. He's like, if I just do a bunch of drugs, it won't matter that uh She needs uh, to hit the weights or something, because he's like, I feel like he got tattoos as if he was like 220, but he's like 120. Yeah. So he's like covered in tattoos, but if he was like a bigger person, he'd have plenty of space left to, to, to ink up. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> if those kids can't make it, dude, what ch- chance do any of us have? That's how we I don't. Feel. And they're yeah. saying Nick, the rumor is that Nick can Nick Cannon is, it, what are the rumors on him? Is he just the world's greatest lover? Because he has been, like, his roster is like, he's like a, a goofy version of Derek Jeter. Like, he's got a stellar <laughs> roster. Um, I think um, they're saying that Nick Cannon might have had sex with Amber Rose, and that's what broke up the relationship. But it, it feels like that's um, bullshit. Uh, right now but people were you know it's twitter whenever there's a joke to be had people just start rolling with it. oh oh it's gonna get made yeah so i think people are just like rolling with that joke but in all okay. actuality that's probably not what happened uh, and i think he's already come out and denied it but i mean not that i would be shocked you know, you're right he has had sex with a lot of women that uh like a like a list sex sex symbol type people the newlyweds with us today right, Wiz here's, here's Amber Rose, a guest today one time everybody please <laughs> so you guys are newlyweds okay what's and you're like a mom and a wife now i know it's crazy Ange. how do you feel what's happening i feel wonderful I, I feel blessed i feel happy like i couldn't be happier He's awesome. Our baby's awesome. He's getting big so fast. Has marriage changed anything yet already? Mm. What has it been, like, a No, it's weeks? been cool. It's been fun. It's been, like, two weeks now, right? Mm. Were you, like, a bridezilla? No, I was really, really good. Because I planned it. Like, I planned every little piece of the wedding. So it was just... This isn't as bad as the one where she cried. The one where she cried huh. was the worst. Huh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's Emeralds. They're getting broke up. They've been married less than five months. Uh, I mean, they were married for less than five months after their son was born. Um, so, you know. Um, what are people doing with marriage? What are they doing? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know like, I know this sounds cliche, but it's it, every day it becomes more and more obvious. It's like gay people one day will ruin marriage, become yeah, as bad right. at it as straight people. Yeah, and they deserve like, that. They deserve that equality. To yeah, be they'll be shitty too. at it too, and treat it like shit and superficial one day too. But like, right. what's really bad is when you see these people getting married in like six months. Divorce. It's like, you know, they're free to do that, but that's not. That's terrible for the institution of marriage. It makes yeah. people think that it's some bullshit that you just, you know. I guess people can think that way, but it's like that's that that's 
what's bad for marriage as an institution yeah i thought about you the other day i saw that they allowed uh gay people to be in uh say irish uh say patrick's day parade mm-hmm. yeah so they're gonna be in there with the irish pride people and shit um so are you predicting like what like dick sucking going on right in the middle of the street or you think it's gonna be all right green penises. yeah probably no i think i think i think there'll probably be some some penises out yeah yeah i feel yeah, like there's definitely gonna be some people who decide to like not just be okay with this but be like no not good enough we gotta we gotta fuck shit up now like my dick is coming out and you're gonna i'm gonna get two hand i'm gonna be giving two hand jobs as i walk in front of the church because because fuck them it's like, yep. No, this is the time where you now don't do that shit because now that ah! you march, we're all good. You don't have to go the extra mile to to, no. to fuck up the peace. Right. I'm going to wear my green pants and my ass out. Why? Because I can. I'm going to go and say I do not expect anything to happen <laughs> because I feel like this is one of those things where is always worse in people's minds than it ever is in reality. True. And they're going to just like have like flags maybe or something or rainbows or something, but it's going to be Irish pride and gay pride. And they're going to know like, you can't, this won't be like the gay pride parade where we like right. get, to, get to go all the way out. This is going to be like us at, you know, like their, their uncles and their aunts and their moms and dads are still watching. You know right. what I mean? Like they're Irish. So they're just having to be Irish and gay at the same time. So I feel like nothing's going to happen and everybody's going to feel silly looking back on this. Like, yeah, I don't even know why we fucking didn't just do this years ago. Nobody gives a fuck. There'd just be another float, you know? Um, you know, maybe when, if somebody like pulls out a dick and sucks it, I'll take it all back. But (laughs) I I think nothing happens. A family guy got in a little bit of hot water. Uh Uh-oh. Apparently terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Years, years later, people finally noticed. Hasn't been good in a long time. Mm -mm. God, Mm -mm. that show. What happened? American dad is better. Uh, Yeah, I really do like. Yeah, the show that his sister does is better than his. Mm -hmm. It has been for a while. Yeah, Family Guy lost its steam like a few. Like I watched. I stopped. I didn't watch last year, but I stopped watching like mid season before. Yeah. And I was, I, I re, it dawned on me. I was like, I've watched like two and a half seasons now and I've laughed at like four episodes. What the yeah. fuck am I doing with my Sunday? I had to do that with the league today. I was watching it and I just had a, a epiphany like, yes, I, ha- I haven't laughed at this shit in two years. Yeah. After season three, mm-hmm. I thought that show just became it, it was no longer football centered and kind of, right. it was just oh. like sex talk, like juvenile sex talk yeah. and like name calling. Yep. But I, I wasn't like invest. I wasn't like, it was just like, okay, now these guys are just kind of annoying me. I really thought it was just me. And I said it on Twitter and immediately like, uh, every once in a while, like if you say something like people really agree with immediately, it was just like 10 responses. Like and I right. said, and I said it like seven a.m. I was watching that show. I was like, "God damn it, I can't do it, guys." Uh, is it just me or does the league suck? And everybody's like, "Oh, it fucking sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> it hasn't been funny for at least two seasons." I was like, "Oh, I'm not alone on this. Yeah, fuck this show. What is it?" And now they're writing off like the funnier characters. That guy that played Rafi's gone. Um, the dude, Carl, Nick Crow, got his own show, so he's done with this shit. Like, yeah, it's just not worth watching. Canceled. 
Yeah, and they, they barely have anything to do with football. And then the, the, right. the it scenario. It was very football centered the yeah. first few years. So it felt very like a specific <laughs> show. Right. It would be and like. Then it just became bros, basically. It, it just right. changed the name to bros. It was stuff you could relate to in your own fancy football league or as a football fan. It was, right. that's what it was supposed to be. And then it got to a point where it was like, I was watching like two or three weeks ago and it was like, they went to a funeral and one guy, um, they did a draft and the guy accidentally drafted the wrong player. He drafted uh, Cameron Jordan instead of Jordan Cameron or some shit like that. And at the funeral, Jordan Cameron and Cameron Jordan both show up. And like, if you can tell which one of these guys is the right guy, you can have on your fancy team. I was like, fuck you. None of this would happen. Right. right. Why are we so far off the reservation now where this small name joke becomes the huge focus of the episode culminating in both of these NFL players? They might have well showed up in NFL jerseys and face paint. It was fucking ridiculous. Anyway, um, Family Guy. Uh, they had a crossover episode this weekend with The Simpsons. So it's like double the suck. <laughs> right, I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. And they received criticism for a scene where a character uses rape as a punchline for a joke. It's not the first time adult-oriented humor or the animated family guy has gotten this created in hot water. Here are some other examples. And they go down through the other ones when they uh, didn't air a, uh episode called Partial Terms of Endearment in 2009 about Lois getting an abortion. She was uh, contemplating an abortion. She was supposed to be a surrogate for a couple who was killed in an auto accident before the baby was born. Um, and uh, Fox didn't air that. Uh, but it is on the DVD because they do want that money. Right. Uh, there's an episode, When You Wish Upon a Weinstein, which is criticized as being anti-Semitic. Um, but eventually it did get released. And now you can, it comes on Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it before. The one where Optimus Prime is Jewish. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, just that one gag, not the, not that whole episode. Um, advocates for AIDS patients criticized the 2005 episode in which Peter was part of a barbershop quartet. I like that. That was hilarious. <laughs> you have AIDS. Yeah, that shit was good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course the Sarah Palin one where uh she called the writers heartless jerks for making fun of what she thought was a down syndrome like person and come to find out they hired a down syndrome actress to play the part and that was just how she talked so which was which was like subversive and funny on a level that had nothing to do with how bad that episode was right, right. like the episode wasn't funny but it was just huge gag to get sarah palin to say something so they could be like no in your face bitch we hired a down syndrome actress and that's how she talks also she doesn't like you and it's like <laughs> oh all right. ah. i guess if you guys want to use this platform for this shit you know i, I feel like things cross over now man um I don't know if you watched this show, JL, but I was thinking about this last night, too. Um, the Daily Show and Colbert Report, man, they're not funny to me anymore. And I want them to be. Colbert Report's still funnier than The Daily Show. Yeah. Because Colbert's just, like... The it's lo- him. Like, yeah. he's a, 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 like a ta- like he's just talent. Right. So, like, he can he's a character, and he can just be funny. Right. Like, the, the level of fucking... Just the level of brilliance it takes to do what he does and never yeah. get out of character is just, it's ridiculous. I don't even know how he's going to switch that to late night TV, but if anyone can make it work, it'll be Stephen Colbert. Right. Right. But um, I was watching it the other day and I was just like, same thing. I remember when The Daily Show used to be funny. 
now you get these uh maybe maybe this will be the thing one of the things you uh shit on on the show but um remember there used to be a time when you tune in a daily show and you find yourself laughing mm-hmm. now it's a lot of mm-hmm yep like agreement shit and then like all the all my like liberal democrat like friends and shit they just send you links to clips of the show not because it was so funny but because you you're supposed to agree with it like look what john stewart smacks down on the nfl john stewart takes on it's like well john stewart and his team of writers first of all right but, but like yeah they Where's said the comedy they said something common sense and there's a couple punchlines in 10 minutes but I'm not, like, I could have just watched this on TV if it was that fucking good. It's just mm-hmm. not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? It used like to be it. the kind of thing where there'd be, like, an episode every couple of weeks where they'd be like, ooh, this was right. too important for him to, like, make super funny, so he kind of made some points. But then now every episode is based, it's, it's turned into a humorous watchdog show. Right. Like it's, it's, there's, right. There's humor, but it's not, like, pure comedy. It's not like mm-hmm. you're sitting there laughing your ass off like it's it more of like be. a watchdog show that the humor is in pointing out mm-hmm. lies whereas it's not necessarily all about jokes and then like and then like john stewart and those guys get a pass whenever they are wrong about something or whenever like they do something that where you're like i don't think that target that they smack down deserve that they don't have to apologize because he can just go well i'm a comedian so don't take me seriously it's like, well, you do the show kind of seriously now. You don't like. It's been a while since you've just been a comedian, you, right? You you, you kind of tread the line between serious commentator. But if anyone ever disagrees or calls you out, then it's like, no, no, no. I'm just a comedian. Yeah, a comedian that interviews Bill Clinton for 20 minutes. Like, I don't know that that's you know necessarily the same thing, man. But yeah, I I I, I realized that last night, man. I just. I was like, because for some reason, like, because I would record the show and I try to watch like the first ten minutes, and then if they did like a, if they did like an interview, I just turn it off because I don't give a fuck. Or right. If they did like a uh, comedy segment that wasn't that was more of a like, we're gonna point out how evil the NRA is. I just turn that shit off, not because I disagree, but because it's rarely fucking funny. It's it's way more just like normal shit you could read on Twitter of someone going, you know, guns don't kill people. Bad people with guns kill people, and he's like, "Do you do you know if Jason Jones is still on the show? Because I found him extremely funny. I have not seen that dude in forever. Right? I That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, because he, I thought maybe he left or he's I don't know what he's doing, but I thought he was really funny. Yeah. And to me, he was the last correspondent they had. Because if you think about the correspondence they had, mm-hmm. Ed Helms, Stephen, uh, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Colbert, like. You're talking A-list comedy talent. And right. I thought Jason Jones was... Oh, uh, Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry. Was another big... Yep. And I thought Jason Jones was like the last guy who like... When I'd see him doing a, a segment, I'd be like, oh, he's... It's going to be really funny. Right. And they were willing to do anything for the bit, which is the humor part of it. You know what I mean? Like, they're more like... I don't want to like score points as a pundit. Like, mm. oh, you caught that guy in a lie. You know what I mean? It was more like their reaction to the shit that would make it funny or just right. like I remember they sent Jason Jones to the fucking RNC one time and the whole bit was that he couldn't get into anywhere. But it was just him being funny trying to lie his way into different events and run past security and shit. It was, I mean, 10 minutes of bullshit, but I laughed my ass off at this dude right. being silly for this silly ass show. And, and then, you know, and now it's just a bunch of like, 
and then this guy said something about black people and then they cut to the daily show guy looking in the camera like mm-hmm, he said it <laughs> well, uh, well i think what started this and and this was many years ago but i remember the the thing i least liked that john stewart did and i think he's i i still you know i like him and, and all that but um when he went on crossfire and basically ended that show, yeah, I thought he, everybody talked about him like he was a big hero. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he ambushed them. Right. He went on with the comedian hat mm-hmm. and then took it off when they weren't looking and said, scored very sensible, but easy points. He was like, Oh, you guys are ruining politics. You just yell at each other and nothing gets accomplished. And everybody was like, yes, yes. And it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, because he came on, they thought he was going to be comic relief. Like, right. they weren't prepared for right or wrong. It was like an easy play. Right. And everybody just was like, oh, look at him take them down. You know, right. and it's also weird, too, because, like, they'll do this thing where they, like, talk shit about, like, Fox or CNN or MSNBC. And then those channels, because there's 24 hours of coverage now, they'll cover him covering them. Right. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, look at this takedown that he does of msnbc correspondent so-and-so and you're just like okay guys are y'all like in this together now are y'all like high-fiving one of y'all is supposed to be right. news like what i don't care which one of you it is now at this point <laughs> but somebody one of y'all, gotta be the real news one of y'all start being the real news one of y'all start making some jokes because it's getting dangerously close to y'all just being the same shit on different channels um and yeah don't send me any more daily show clips if you're listening to this shit i'm tired of that shit uh, look at this you agree that rape is wrong you should see this 10 minutes of a guy making the same jokes you do on your show. Hmm. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about more news. Uh, Donna Man. Donna is, I guess, some type of county. Okay. He's a Donna Man. Uh, he will appear in federal court next month on conspiracy and voter fraud charges for trading cocaine for votes in the 2012 school board elections. According to an indictment unsealed on Friday, Francisco Frankie Garcia, 47, of Donna, paid voters either a dime bag of cocaine or $10 per vote. Oh, is this in Canada? Um, I don't know. It says McAllen. But that Rob Ford dude, if I'm pronouncing his name right. <laughs> Rob Ford. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Rob Ford's giving away any cocaine. Can Rob Ford would have been like, oh, man, the cocaine was here earlier, dog. You missed nice it. Nice gone. You want to go out and party, though? You want to go do something? Uh, on about November 6, 2012, Person B brought, brought three voters to the polls to vote for candidates in the Donna School Board election. Garcia paid the voters for voting by dropping $30 into the car in which they were seated through an open car window after they voted. FBI agents uh, arrested. It must be America, can FBI. Arrested Garcia on Thursday in Southern Illinois, and he made his first court appearance in federal court Friday, where a judge issued him a ten thousand dollar unsecure bond. What? So you you don't think nobody's gonna see you uh uh softball throwing the, the wire full of money through somebody's window? I guess he didn't think think it through, Karen. Um, assistant U.S. Attorney James Leo, who was prosecuting the case, said Garcia worked for the same school board candidates as Donna women arrested earlier this week and this is school board it's you you i know it's not even like a big office. right that's what i'm talking about it ain't mayor city yeah. council you know right i want to decide what textbooks we use right anyway i want to know all the books sell so, anyway you guys here's some here's some crack for you thank yeah, you here's bro. some math kids um but yeah um uh they had another they had another two other people plead guilty uh earlier this year to vote buying 
So apparently everybody's doing this shit. <laughs> the women told investigators they bought votes with cash, beer, and cigarettes. And it's like some old school, like, um, what is it? A boat? What is that? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he's like, um, uh, he's an Irish immigrant. Um, it, oh my, uh, I'm sorry. When, when you're done with this, I got it. Yeah. There's, there's a story I got to interrupt you with. Okay, I know no it's problem. not my place. No, that's fine. That's fine. Is it once upon a time in New York or some shit like that with Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't remember. Or old, Gang, gangs, gangs of New, New York? York. Yes. Gangs of New York where they were like straight up buying votes. That's what this shit seems like. It's a vote for a Colt 45. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, luckily, this wasn't a black district, so we don't have to be subjected to racial stereotypes and shit. Oh. It's like, oh, uh, they gave him Newports and watermelon, and then Key and Peel wrote a skit, ah! skit, skit about it, and uh, it was great. They gave us some Virginia Slims. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were you going to say, JL? I just read an update on my on my phone that troubled me. Mm-hmm. Louisville Slugger, the, the baseball bat company, is retiring the P-72 model bat that Derek Jeter uses. It's the first time they've retired a bat to honor a player in 130 years. Wow. Enough! <laughs> Dude, you know the worst part about this is that the subtext of all this Derek Jeter shit is he's the clean one. Like, right. Like, it's not even like... Like, it's not really... It's, it's not even like he's the greatest of all time and shit. Mm-hmm. It's just... We can't prove he was on anything. Right. Yeah, he's the best player that we can kind of trust <laughs> won't shame the game. Right. <laughs> oh, man. If he gets caught, man, oh, the whole, burn shit down. the whole world would explode if he ever got caught doing some shit. I, hopefully he doesn't, but I'm just saying. Uh, did you guys notice some males, um, some men, celebrities, uh, had their phones and shit hacked too? They don't matter, though. No one's mad about that. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Where are the think pieces, ladies? They're not coming. They're not coming? No, because they're too busy. we too busy looking at the dicks. Jezebel.com not going to write anything mm-hmm. about Justin Verlander? Nope. And you can't shame a man like you can a woman. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah I think you can. Not the same way. Not the way that they shame the women. You might get, you know, people pick about their balls and pick about, you know, the size of their dick. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think you're going to get the same shaming as far as the backlash with the women. You know, you're not going to have a bunch of women going, good, we glad your news got picked. You know, you're not going to have like that type of thing. Maybe, you mean the anger? Right. You're not going to have a bunch of mm-hmm. women hitting these dudes up, you know, talking about calling them whores, calling them sluts, talking about I'm glad sure. you got hat. Maybe, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I, from I that agree perspective, that. you know. I, I, well, yeah, from that, from, and not yeah. that, and I don't use this mockingly, but yes, from almost the way people might call a rape culture right. Right. perspective, like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's yep. vulgar because I haven't looked at any of the chick photos, even though when I found out Megan Good had leaked photos that really tested my my spirit and my <laughs> my soul, right. because. I, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly curious mm-hmm. at this point. I know this will make me seem old fashioned, right? But I don't. Who are like? Does everybody have naked pictures of themselves on their fucking phone now? Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, does everybody? It just seems lot. like you get your phone, and in the they might as well just in the Mac in the right. Apple Store direct you to the back of the store where you. T- 
take your first 12 dick and tit pics and then you can leave the store like you like that's part of the plan like you sign up for a two-year contract and 12 to 20 <laughs> naked photos to put on your phone everybody's got them i had to tell a friend i had to tell a female friend like for many reasons you better delete that shit mm -hmm. yeah. because you can't trust the cloud and you can't trust like you don't know if you're ever gonna set like it was i don't I don't get it, but I, yeah. it just seems like every. I'm like, what the fuck does Jennifer Lawrence have naked pictures for? Mm -hmm. And right. why isn't she guarding them more? Like, I'm not blaming. You right. can do whatever you want, but in terms of common sense, I, is everybody just have a fucking sex tape and dick pics and tit pics on their phone <laughs> now? Like, it's just, is it just, like I said, you leave Sprint and they're like, no, you can't leave yet. Just come back with us. We got a professional photographer back here who's just going to line <laughs> you up for your first 12 <laughs> naked photos. <laughs> I think I they get do. It. I think they do. Key and Peele sketch. Key and Peele Key and sketch. sketch. <laughs> yes. Yep. You know what? It'll be about a black dude who's. Oh, well, they need the extra small. long frame for the, yeah. you know, they're making yeah. jokes about the big dick and then they're, yeah. you know, they're, <laughs> you know, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be solid. Yeah. It'll be yeah. very, yeah. it'll be, it'll be a track phone and it won't have But then he won't minutes. pay his cell phone right. bill and then they threaten to release the photos, exactly. but with a smaller dick on him. Right. That guy, mm -hmm. very, you know, just very nuanced, very, yeah. very non, uh, stereotypical stuff. They'll call him Tyrone. Um, <laughs> So um, here's the thing, like, I do uh, think that is one of those things where we grew up in a, like, right on the cusp of the generation where it is weird to have a lot of naked pictures on your phone. But yeah. uh, but also, I feel like um, these people are, like, the upper echelon of attractiveness. So yeah. it's, like, the temptation has to be much higher because they don't have shame. Like I would, you know what I mean? Like I'll be like, no one wants to see this, but like if you're Jennifer ah! Lawrence, everybody wants to see this. You know what I mean? There's nobody you can't send that picture to and uh, have them come over or whatever. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit of ego stroking, a little bit of like just new generation. This is their phone sex. You know what I mean? If there was like, if we found out that AT and T was recording every single call we've ever made, right? Like, there's a call where like a young jail Covan is just like, yeah, girl, I would do this shit, and now I'm taking my dick out, and <laughs> like, because we all do this kind of embarrassing shit with technology. I guarantee there's like fucking telegrams of like a dude is just like, I'm gonna tear them titties up. Uh, end. You know what I mean? And they got there six months later. Yeah, dot dash dash uh, Morse code, you know. So well, I, I remember when they were bringing out the NSA stuff. I remember thinking back to like you know, oh five, oh six, mm -hmm. like kind of phone sex type conversations. Yep. Why am I saying type conversations? Yeah, they were <laughs> phone sex. Huh? Yeah. You know where it's like, oh, when I see you tomorrow, blah blah blah, and, you, and then you're getting it back and forth. And I was like, damn, what if they were listening to that? Right. Just by some coincidence, that is creepy. They fucking oh, they, then, they, they were. They pretty much caught um. What the fuck was y'all's uh, New York? Um, oh, what's that guy? He had a promising career. Um, now he's like a TV host, but uh, they caught that dude in a, in the scandal about um, having prostitutes. Uh, they had a, a entire um, documentary for him, like client number nine or some shit. But they caught Elliot that, Spitzer. Elliot Spitzer. They caught that dude. Same shit. It's just like a like a dragnet of like information, and of course he was dumb enough to go and do that shit places where you know it can be caught, but. Yeah, I, I think it's actually going the other way where it's going to become so normalized that it won't be a big deal. Like, I feel like if this shit happened in, like, 1985, it would, like, change people's careers and, like, 
you see people like not be able to get jobs and shit where it's like oh no no you're that skanky bitch that had those pictures like remember when vanessa williams got her pictures out there before the playboy shit where it was just like oh did you know she did naked modeling and then she couldn't get a job for for a while or it's well, like they took they took the miss america from her yeah like i don't think that would happen for like um these actresses like i don't think it would be like oh you just need to go away for four years jennifer lawrence and come back when everybody's kind of let it go like she'll be fine now i think that i agree with the fact that yes people are becoming more quote-unquote comfortable with it yeah and i do agree that it's not career ending yeah you know not not, that that makes it right like it used to be yeah not that that makes it right though but uh but i do think that and and i do think that it's becoming very normal and i'm like jail i do think a lot of people take these pics and they just not famous and they just don't expect people to to put this information about them out there but i do think that uh people will continue to do this because it's something about the shaming of women in their bodies that a lot of dudes get a kick out of that will never die well also i mean they got these dudes too right just nobody cares right but 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 if i would feel the same but in but in all fairness if i was one of these guys i care right like it's easy it's easy for us as like our dicks are on the internet so it's easy for me to be like well, you know, it's people the, get over it, but it's if I'm Zach, of their privacy too. Yeah, Zach, right. Af- Zach Efron, Nicholas Holt, Josh Hutcherson, Chris Martin. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm still listening to this shit. Going, why is everybody taking things? Because the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, not everybody's motherfucking Greg Odin, okay? Right. And I'm only basing that off of what I heard, but I can imagine <laughs> that a, a 90 year old, seven foot one black man from Ohio right. is is swinging some lumber. Right. But the the, but I just don't get, and I think when you, when I think of it, cause I know I've dated women who've been like, oh my, like who told me like, eh, that guy tried to like date me and sent me a dick pic. Like, and it's not like every dude sending a dick pic is just like, here's my, you know, my subway foot long, come and get it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the shaming and kind of that almost like text rape, if you want to, and not mm-hmm. that, not that I'm trying to give Jezebel but, like, some new think piece ideas, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's almost like I'm get, it's not even like check. Yeah, if you've got a huge dick, it's like, check out my dick. That might be just like a, hey, check it out. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of these people are like, take my dick. Like, here's my, I'm I'm forcing my dick into your world. Mm -hmm. Now, if you like it, great. And if you don't, well, I just made you uncomfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And there is, I think, a psycho, because it happens too much for it to just be playful. It's not boyfriend, girlfriends doing it. It's like, I just met you or I know you or we we went out one time and now I'm trying to like, I'm trying to push and test your boundaries without your mm-hmm. consent right now. Well, I will say like, this. Here it is. Mm-hmm. If you like it good, then I've made, you know, if then that's good. And if you don't, well, it's just a pick. So it's not like I, I really forced it on you. See, but I in think, a way you kind of did. I think for these guys, it's more um, that since they hacked the women's phones, they must have got their picks, too, because all of these dudes are tied to dating the women who got hacked. All oh, right. So it seems it okay. seems mutual where like they hacked Kim Kardashian, but she's dated Miles Austin, whose pictures they have now. They have Gabriel Arby's pictures, also dated to Kim Kardashian. You know, uh and every every woman that got hacked is the pictures of some dude that they dated. Blake Griffin apparently uh dated who was it? Uh where's where's God, there's so many names. Jesus Christ. Blake Griffin dated Kate Upton at some point. So yeah. Now they got his dick, you know. So she she had a real. I think she had a real 
Kate Upton had like a real fruitful like eighteen to twenty two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she was out there. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so they got all these cats, man. Drake, who cause they hacked Rihanna's phone. So apparently they say they got Drake. I'm just Well, and they got a master list. So what do they they, they, they just write mm-hmm. all these people's names over like we here? They're we, gonna leak them. They leak Here's the new mixtapes of everybody. <laughs> booty pics what's happening here they, they leaked all no the, shit they leaked all the women and it seems that they're going in like this order because like last weekend was like the black women like, oh we're gonna have the mexican yeah. latinos the who, indian women who, who knows okay. I, well some of them were no it was just minority women okay. and then i think at some point it's gonna be bottom of the barrel is gonna be men and then all the women will see if they really uh have standards or if they were just sh- talking shit. Right. <laughs> Cuz all those women are like this is wrong. It's a sex crime. When it's like a 100 dick pics going up and down my timeline, I'm going to be like you guys are no better than us. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare judge me. Don't you dare. Here's a uh very scary story. A Did man- anybody see Megan Good's pictures? Can I at least hear about them? Uh yeah, man. I listen, man. Don't <laughs> Don't look at any of these pictures. I'm not. Like, no, I, no, no, listen. She's the only one where I was really like, ah. Here, here's why you don't need to look at any of the pictures. Because these women that we do, when we do get to see them, it's really the best they're going to look. Like, we get to see Megan Good when she's done makeup, got yeah. dressed to the nine, like a fucking personalized dress made by some fashion designer mm. that I've never heard of and you know, sat in a makeup chair for hours, got her hair did, all this shit. And then, like, it's just a picture of, like, her, like, sitting in front of her bathroom mirror, like, turned to the side. And it's just not the same. It's just not the same. You know what I mean? So it's like, if anything, it's just more, like, trying to hurt them so they can be like, this is how you don't want people to see you. But it's not like I would see that picture and go, oh, she sent me this text? I wouldn't go down there. You're still going to fuck her. So nothing lost, nothing gained. She's right. still a fucking dime. Just just don't go see the pictures, man. I got the auto-populated shit on my tweet deck, so I saw right. yes. I see all of them. And especially right. the ones people just can't stop making jokes about. And, and constantly retweet. Uh, yeah. If I see Hope Solo's vagina one more time, god damn. Ah! Um, a random what man. What is that? I'm still, I'm, the more names you throw out, I'm like, her too? Anybody just not doing this? Everybody's doing it, man. You need to, hey man, wait, you, you're losing weight, getting in 30 shape. 30 more pounds, 30 more pounds. I'm just going to go, instead yeah. of getting new headshots, I'm just going to, I'm going to go, you know, fluff myself and, mm-hmm. and, and really do like a, like lean up, like no yep. carbs for like a week and, and do some crunches, watch yep. some porn and then just be like, take some ran, take, take, take my, my cell phone pics now. Send them to the cloud. Yeah. Send them to the cloud. Yeah. Going out, going out to the Apple. Right before last comic standing. Right. It's just more controversy. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what puts you over the edge, my man. The cloud leaks and it's like, wow, did you know top 10 finalist JL Covan has had his pictures leaked? What is going to happen right. on last comic standing he tonight? Be- he must be such a bigger star than than just last comic standing. Right. right. If people are trying, we got to watch. We got to see what this guy's about. Keep yeah. Really. Him, guys. Is no. he going to address it in his three minutes tonight or not? <laughs> you know, it could be good, man. Um, a random man got pricked with a syringe uh, by a lady when he was standing outside of a uh, at Seattle club. And uh, she, he was told, uh, welcome to the HIV club. 
Well, right now, Bitch, one Seattle what? neighborhood is scared because of a woman armed with a syringe. She stabbed a man in the arm and then said, welcome to the HIV club. Tonight, Seattle police are calling it a first-of-its-kind incident. Kyra 7's Henry Rossoff is outside the bar where it happened, and this attacker is still out there, Henry. We found out it happened outside Red Star, which is right back here, and this is very scary based on what we're reading in the police report and based on what people in this neighborhood are telling us because they say this type of stuff just doesn't happen around here. No, no violent crimes really happen around this neighborhood at all, hardly, and I'm, I'm really shocked and surprised. Darren Moore could not believe anyone would walk up to a stranger, stick them with a syringe, and say, welcome to the HIV club. Seattle police could barely believe it as well. We've never heard of anything like this in Seattle before. There have been reports of something similar in other cities, but nothing like this here. Police say the victim was enjoying some drinks with friends in Fremont. He was outside Red Star with his girlfriend when, according to the report, he felt a sharp prick and stabbing puncture to his left tricep. Then, after the woman who stabbed him walked by, he noticed some type of sharp object in her hands. Well, we absolutely want to be able to find this person so they can be arrested and charged with a, a crime as heinous as this one is. The victim described the suspect as a white female in her mid to late 20s, about mm -hmm. five foot six with a medium build and straight parted blonde or brown hair that went down to her shoulders. Moore, who manages High Dive Bar right next to Red Star, hopes she's caught soon. I, I don't know if it was actually HIV blood or not or if it was just a crazy scare tactic. Uh, regardless, it's an awful, awful incident. We found out from the police report the victim did get treatment at a local hospital right after the incident. And we did some research and found out there are drugs that can be given right after an HIV exposure incident that may prevent the spread of the infection. But those drugs are not guaranteed. We also just touched base with the owner of Red Star who says police have not even contacted him about his surveillance video. He's checking it right now to see if there's anything on it. We'll be staying in touch with him to see if he can give us a copy as well. Live in Fremont, Henry Ross off Cairo 7 Eyewitness News. That's all right. So that's how you get in the HIV club. Mm -mm. And the first rule about HIV club is you do not talk about HIV club. Yep. Uh, I think there's a VIP section in HIV club. Apparently so. Probably a long Oof. wait. Uh, I, I'm creepy. not worried. I, I no, probably might, might not be that long <clears throat> if people die. Well, I probably can't get in. I mean, people are dying to get in HIV club, but I can't probably can't get in because they'll probably be like, oh, not with those shoes and those pants. <laughs> Even though the white people inside had the same show, clothes on, it don't matter. Uh, are you a bouncer? That's what they'll say to me. Right? You always get yeah, <laughs> yeah. He always get claimed to bouncer, and are everybody a, would freeze. Do I need to show you my um my, my ID? ID? Uh, all right, let's move into our game section, guys. We've been kicking it for a while, but now it's time to get serious. All right, we take some games seriously here. The first game that we play is a little something we like to call. Fucking with black people. Let me play that. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all have come to hate. It's a game called Fucking With Black People where I read articles from all over the globe and we assign points from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25 for Fucking With Black People. Today's contestants are everybody again. Everybody. <laughs> Still have a lot of articles. 
uh jl pick a number from one to uh i'll say about 30 and uh we'll see if uh we can uh get some of these articles knocked down seven seven one two three four five six seven ridley scott one of my favorite directors made uh aliens uh which is good uh he said uh he he finally explained why he picked white men to play the egyptians in his new movie exodus god and kings Hmm. despite the fact that his new movie exodus gods and kings is largely set in ancient egypt you'll notice that the cast of lead actors is basically completely dominated by white dudes bringing the title uh titular uh i think that's how you pronounce that biblical story to life will be the likes of christian bell as moses and joel edgerton as ramses by the way i i really want to see this movie mm-hmm. like oh, I, yeah. I thought noah was great this year and if this ah. if this can be half as funny as that i'm in this be our possible white man i should have known because i thought noah was strange it was i thought oh noah was the best worst movie with some of the shit they decided to do to liven up the bible you're just like dude there's giant like the rock monsters was was yeah. a terrible choice dude and then there's like a grenade launcher in there like at the end like that dude just has like a grenade launcher they don't even explain how it works it's why you don't take a three-page bible story and make <laughs> a two and a half hour movie like right that movie sh- and i Noah. what was tough about Noah is i respected how he was trying to do it he was like if God called a man to do this incredible task, it mm-hmm. probably would drive him crazy, drive him mad, yep. create like he tried to kind of combine like what would happen to ordinary people if chosen on a mission from God. And Russell, so, like, I, I respected what he was trying to do, but there was too much craziness in it to like and added stuff where it was just like, uh, uh-uh. here's what makes it infinitely watchable. Russell Crowe completely sells into it. Like, he buys. Oh, yeah. Like, that dude is like, I'm going to fucking, like, live in a desert for real uh, to do this character. And, like, I spent most of the movie just waiting for a scene where he finally realizes, I got to phone this shit in. It's just not (laughs) happening. Never. Not one scene did he take off, man. I amazing performance in one of the worst movies uh of the year uh, you, went, you mean he went for 42 and 10 in a in a 25 yeah. point blowout yes <laughs> yes and he played all 48 minutes dude um <laughs> and and the same and christian bell is the same kind of guy yeah he... so i feel like you know like uh, i know a lot of people love american hustle I, i'm not a big fan of that movie but christian bell once again completely buys into what i consider a mediocre movie mm-hmm. um but his character he's one like you could like I, i'm sure he talked like that when he wasn't on the set he dressed like that when he wasn't on the set like he probably shaved his fucking head to do the comb over scene right like he's just that fucking maniacal i guarantee he's gonna be a good moses man so see I, i'm excited for exodus to be honest because unlike noah there is a there's a big story to be told right so at least and i think i actually thought this a few years ago i was like i wonder if because the ten commandments is obviously the big movie mm-hmm. and at least they had yul brenner play ramses like he's he was 
ethnic. Right. I don't even know what he was, but he was ethnic. Ah! He was like Hollywood's go-to beige what are you. <laughs> Which is better than just a, just a white. That like They were like, look, you could be Egyptian. Like, right. go do it. And that was 1956. Mm. Um, but he, uh, but I, I, I remember thinking a couple of years ago, I was like, I wonder if they ever remake a movie like Ten Commandments because it's so big and with the technology and computers, like you probably could improve certain things about the movie. So I, when I saw the preview, I'm just so used to certain things like this that I was like, I wasn't thinking. Well, I was kind of like at the end, I was like, oh shit, he's Moses, but he's Christian Bale, mm. and but then. I think it's I think it's going to be much better than than no, like I don't think you're going to look at that movie and go this is hilarious this is ridiculous I think you're going to go eh, it's a pretty good movie it'll be better than Noah in the um like actual movie department right but uh they because of special effects they're going to do something ridiculous that like I don't know what but they'll do something like it'll you know it'll be the way that Kane turns to a snake whatever. I mean, I find all those stories kind of funny anyway, but I'm just going to go and enjoy myself because more than anything else, what I'll laugh at is how much Christian Bale buys into this role as I, it's obvious that like black people got all the subservient roles in the movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like they showed a cast list and it was like the no name black actors are all like thief uh <laughs> criminal rapist black, black guy yeah right thug ty, uh Gal- <laughs> galilee roy <laughs> um, so i can't wait to see it just you know because like there's this, this other edge where i'm gonna watch it and be like in my mind as i'm watching i'm gonna be like oh my god black people are gonna be so mad and i'm not like i'm gonna watch it and just wait for the fallout uh on twitter and shit so um but yeah, over the past few months, the movie's been dealing with a bit of controversy due to the casting. Some moviegoers claim it as whitewashing. Uh, <laughs> claim it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These Egyptians are white. Well, uh, you might claim that it's whitewashing to take characters and make them white. We disagree. Uh, as a result, ah! as a result, representatives for the movie like Edgerton have had to explain why the casting was handled the way that it was. Now the film's director is finally weighing in with his point of view. Uh, he said, we cast major actors from different ethnicities to reflect the, the, this diversity of the culture from Iranians to Spaniards to Arabs. There are many different theories about the ethnicity of the Egyptian people, and we had a lot of discussions about how to best represent the culture. So there you go, guys. He cast many different shades of white people. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys worried about? I don't understand what the problem is. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, there you guys go. International cast. Karen, what would you give this from zero to a hundred? Mm, I don't feel fucked with it all. So zero. Yeah. JL, JL what about you? Uh, it's between zero and 25. So if I have to make my choice, uh, I, I think it's because I'm used to, this in movies and and i i know that charlton heston played moses Mm -hmm. even though he's not egyptian but he played moses so i'm gonna i'm gonna go 25 Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna go a hundred because i don't want any emails so nobody email (laughs) us and nobody hit me up on twitter okay i gave this shit a hundred i know a lot of you guys are angry about this because i read it on my timeline and i've always been like 
yeah i'm just not that mad because i have very low expectations of hollywood right they're just gonna do what the fuck they want Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't care Mm -mm. but uh i'm giving it a hundred because y'all motherfuckers better not annoy me on fucking twitter with this shit i'm serious i'm tired of it (laughs) all right you win a hundred i'm outraged okay Karen, pick a number from one to thirty. Big outraged. Uh, let's do fifteen. Fifteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Cop who threatened a Bengals player, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, with a taser during a traffic stop has been fired. Sam Montgomery, who's a defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals was caught for speeding in South Carolina back in June. R.S. Slater, the state trooper who pulled over Montgomery, threatened to use a taser on the cooperative NFL player before arresting him, being an unnecessary prick cost of his job today. The state's Department of Public Safety fired Salter for violating the agency's policies, including conduct, conduct of becoming a state employee. Um, yeah, it was fucked up, man, because like this dude was cooperating, uh, and they were like, you know why I pulled you over? He's like, uh, you know, maybe I was speeding or something, officer. And like, he's like, get out the car and all this shit. And the guy's like, look, I'm, I play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's like, as soon as he found out he played for the NFL, his tone completely like went worse. Whereas like, you know, you probably beat your kids. Get out the league. You know, something. <laughs> and he like completely flipped on the guy and threatened to tase him, even though the guy wasn't trying to fight him or anything. Um, like the guy's sitting there with his hands behind his back, like just please cuff me, and he's like standing back holding his taser, like oh no, no, don't make me have to tase you. So uh, yeah, they uh, ended up firing the guy. So Karen, zero to a hundred. No, I'm not fucked. We didn't get fired. All right, JL. Yeah, zero. And I gotta give this a zero. Also, justice was served. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little bit of overzealous cop. Um finally uh got some justice man unlike uh the story uh where i heard that um there's not going to be an indictment uh for the guy who got shot in ohio um who had a toy gun that he picked up at walmart yeah they're not going to indict that dude i mean they're not going to indict those police officers there won't be a trial or anything wow yeah the justice department is looking into it but it won't matter i don't think because i mean they also looked into trayvon what can you do right um and then also the other thing is they released a video of the Walmart footage and like, it's just that thing where it's so frustrating where I know what I'm seeing, but I don't even want to know what other people like on Facebook and shit think, because I know they're going to find a way for that to be that guy's fault that he's dead. Right. Even though we're looking at the same shit and it looks like they entered the room, they entered the Walmart where he was at. He threw the gun down and tries to run, like, because he's scared. They tell him to come back, and it looks like he tries to lay on the floor, and then they shoot him then. Like, so even their original account of it doesn't even fucking make sense. Like, you're just watching this like, who the fuck watched this video and was like, yeah, we don't need to look into this. That's, that's about right. Um, clean shooting. So <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to do anymore, man. Like, I... I like you know how you get like there's a level of like anger you get but then I don't even have the anger anymore it's like frustration or some shit you know it's yeah. just like I feel I, like this would have been a good time for Vic Mackey to have been an actual police officer <laughs> from the shield right like I feel like if he was a cop now mm-hmm. 
he'd be in heaven. He'd just be like, I can shoot whoever I want. Yeah, he's like, what? Do we can just shoot him like hotcakes and sprinkles of crack around here? That's not a joke. <laughs> um, all right, and then uh, let me see if I can find one for myself. Uh, there's a performance art piece set to debut in London that features black actors ca- caged and chained to mimic 19th and 20th century human zoos. Uh, it has been shut down because of the vocal protest against it. The show called Exhibit B was to run in London's Barbican Center from September 23rd to the 27th. What the hell is a Zoom? What is a what, Karen? Zoom or whatever you was talking about. Zoom? When did I say Zoom? You said zoo. Human zoo. Oh, zoo. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not Microsoft Zoom. 100. Oh, okay. Karen's giving in 100 already. Uh, They do have a picture of one of the exhibits. And uh, this makes, I think this is one of those things that would make everybody feel uncomfortable. Right. I seen that pic. I was like, 100. Yeah. So Karen gave it 100 based off of just this picture. But uh, I don't know who's signing up to go see this anyway. Uh, other than angry black people, taking white people would be like, see? But um, <laughs> facing heat for co-signing uh, what many saw as flagrant racism, the Barbican issued a statement today regarding its decision to discontinue Exhibit B performances. It reads as part, last night ex- as Exhibit B was opening at the vaults, it became impossible for us to continue the show because of the extreme nature of the protests and the serious threat to the safety of performers, audiences, and staff. Damn, people was mad. <clears throat> Given that protests are scheduled for future performances of Exhibit B, we have had no choice but to cancel all performances of the piece. We find it profoundly troubling that such methods have been used to silence artists and performers and that audiences have been denied the opportunity to see this important work. Exhibit B raises in a serious and responsible manner issues about racism. It has previously been shown in 12 cities involving 150 performers and have been seen by around 25,000 people with the responses from participants, audiences, and critics alike being overwhelmingly positive. Exhibit B is a work by white South African artist, Brett Bailey. It takes the idea of human zoos in which Africans were displayed for the enjoyment of supposed ethnographic enlightenment, enlightenment of Europeans and Americans and turns it on its ear, according to this August profile by The Guardian. Bailey's installation aims to subvert the premise of the zoos by replacing its exhibits with powerful living snapshots depicting racism and colonialism. A black woman chained to the bed of a French colonial officer. A Namambian Herrera woman scraping brain tissue out of human skulls and slowly revolving, a uh, slowly revolving uh, silhouette of Bartman, B-A-A-R-T-M-A-N. Um, of course, striking a philosophical connection requires putting actual black people in the actual cages, which did not sit well with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Well, I wonder why. Huh. That is odd. Including some of the performers, how do you know we are not entertaining people the same way the human zoos did? Asked one of the uh, performers in the above Guardian piece. Uh, the Times describes Exhibit B like this. There are 12 tableau vivants. Vivant? Okay. In the exhibition. Vivant. Vivant. In the exhibition, <laughs> thank God we had a Frenchman on the show, uh, uh, featuring black actors who pose in silence within glass boxes, eyes fixed on visitors. The scenes include a man in a cage, a topless woman chained to the bed of a French colonial officer, and a reference to a con- Congolese man, Ota Binga, who was displayed in 1906 in the, at the Bronx Zoo in New York. 200 people protested. That's a lot. Get on, get some legs on the ground. There's also an online petition with 23,000 people signed it, because that's much easier. 
Oh man. Um. Anyway, man. Um. I, I'll give this a fifty, cause I feel like they were trying to prove a point that was the opposite of what people got mad about, and obviously they've been able to do it other places, but maybe they finally went to a place with some black people and they was like, no. Karen, what would you Not give me? Having this. Oh, my score. Oh, you already gave it a hundred. My score ain't changed. You gave it a hundred when you saw the picture. Uh, JL, mm-hmm. what about you, man? I'm going with 50 also because I think when you told me that the guy was South African, mm-hmm. all I could think was if there's any place on earth where the, there's stronger white guilt than America, <laughs> it, it will probably be South, South Africa Af- because right. they actually had apartheid like in our lifetime. Right. Like right. our lifetime. So I'm thinking this is a guy who like I think wanted to really, you know, like it's almost like a cartoonish character from a movie. Like he wanted to go so overboard to like prove how bad it was that he ended up going like way too far to prove his point. Yeah. So he's like, what if we actually use re? What if we like? What if we actually use true black people to, <laughs> to be in the exhibit and actually be there, like in the black people zoo from many years ago? And he's thinking like, oh my god, this will be perfect. Yeah. And people are like, this is horrific, dude. You yeah, went right. too far. People are gonna see how fucked up this is and. In Ferguson, if they see this exhibit, they're like, people are going to burn this exhibit to the ground. Right. And then people on Facebook, uh, quote unquote, conservatives will be saying, yeah, you know, I don't know. Finally, they wanted to be in cages. Yeah. Finally, they put them in the cages they belong in. Although you said one of the artists was like questioning it. And I'm like, yeah. well, don't get in the fucking cage if you've yeah. got reservations. How much is he paying? Because <laughs> this seems like uh, JL shaking hands on fucking... <laughs> <laughs> last comic standing now this, this, i was like fuck this shit uh anyway i get off at five so i gotta go do my shift in the cage you guys have a good one man <laughs> but this is bullshit uh all right man uh let's play our other game now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we have our contestant today, J.L. Covan of the Righteous Prick Podcast, Guess the Race. And the chat room plays along, and they're racist. <laughs> all right, here's the first one. Um... Let's go with this dude. We all like NBC, some of their shows, Community for one. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC producer was busted for posting secret sex tapes to a porn site. Oh, uh, it's now this is in New York Post, so it's written kind of sassy, guys. All right, let's get used to it. <laughs> Flowers check, chocolates check, hidden camera pointed at the bed check. An NBC News Online producer made a secret Valentine's Day sex tape with his girlfriend as an unwitting co-star and posted it to a popular porn site. Law enforcement sources told the Post. Carlo Delaverson, Delaverson, all right. Carlo Delaverson, 30 years old, whose dad is a former top MTA official, Gary Delaverson, was busted Tuesday on charges of disseminating unlawful surveillance and harassment. Um, on February 14th, 
he allegedly hid the camera in the bar barrel street apartment he shared with his 29 year old girlfriend um he then slipped into the bed with the unsuspected woman and kept the camera rolling the leverson later posted the victim the video to xtube a netherlands-based porn site that claims nine million registered users a lot of people yeah this is worse than having your news leak the woman found the video on his computer thursday several <laughs> well they know how you always get caught several several months after it was taken sources said and promptly dumped him and moved out of their love nest he later emailed she later emailed him asking why he posted the video for the world to see and he confirmed in his reply that he had put the steamy footage online to which the police said jackpot right the victim immediately filed a police report he he unexpectedly canceled his triple x miniseries that he shot and is not going to get renewed for next season a law enforcement source cracked <laughs> I don't think they said that. Mm-mm. Who are they talking to? Horatio from fucking Miami <laughs> CSI? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Looks like his miniseries not going to get picked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bow, bow. Won't be fooled <laughs> again. <laughs> That's my jam right there. <laughs> oh, man. Deleverson uh, was awaiting a Raymond in Manhattan criminal court on Tuesday evening. Um, his lawyer, Charles Abercrombie, said, uh, his client maintains his innocence and the report was factually inaccurate. Oh, he owned the store too? Uh, I guess, you know, how do you prove that? I want, like, I don't know the legal ramifications of it, but like, maybe just it's one of those things where you look at it and you can just tell, but like, how do you prove the person had no idea they were on camera? Cause I'm assuming his defense is going to be like, nah, we, we made a sex tape together on purpose, and we just both decided to never look at the camera except me sometimes. Right. <laughs> she, she's really good. She's a really good actress. Uh, an NBC news spokesperson said, we are taking the matter very seriously and will determine the appropriate course of action once we have learned the facts, unlike the NFL. His father, a <laughs> Because everybody keeps saying, if you have a scandal, you get fired from your job immediately. I was like, no, you don't. You guys have no idea how many times people beat women. Right. Because it's happening way too often. And they unemployment go to work every day. Would, yeah, unemployment would be way higher. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's not, like, y'all work with some, like, criminals. Oh, yeah, they beat their wife, they beat their kids. Yeah, yeah DUIs. Right, rapists, all kinds yeah. of shit. Y'all work with these fuckers. I guarantee it. Uh, his father, a former chief labor negotiator and chief financial officer at the MTA, had no comment Tuesday afternoon. He's now a special counsel to the White Shoe International Law Firm, Proskauer. Proskauer Rose. Oh, there you go. I knew JL would know. During, yeah. during his 19 years at the MTA, he led major negotiations, including the settlement of the 2005 transit strike and efforts to sell the West Side Rail Yards and Atlantic Yards, according to his bio on the firm's website. Guess the race of Carlo DeLeverson. He is as he is super white. Super white. Let's check the chat room. Video cast similar to the lead cast of Exodus. Oh, my. <clears throat> An extra from The Sopranos, white, Steve Mischiati's godson, Italian-American, <laughs> iCloud hacker, uh, looks like everyone guessed the same thing. White says to John, um, white is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> There's his picture in the chat room. Yeah, he is super white. Yeah, he, that's pretty much as white as you can get. Like that that that's the picture that comes when you go. You want to go play some golf or squash? That's that's murder and escort white. <laughs> oh my! Oh man! Oh, uh, but yeah, he was producing his own home videos. Um, hopefully they have cameras in jail because that's where he's going. Full very long time. Uh, here's another one, guys. Let's talk about this dude. A 56-year-old man has been arrested after he reportedly committed a series of sexually lewd acts in a New York car lot. Troopers attended the area in Kirkwood after truck drivers complained about a man who had, who was also alleged to have carried out the acts in a field next to the Love's truck stop. Calvin E. Wank was arrested for misdemeanor public lewdness. Uh, according to the New York State Police press release, Wank was issued a ticket and ordered to return to the town of Kirkwood Court on the 7th of October. Guess the race of Calvin E. Wank. Mm, black? <laughs> all right. C. Wank. Let's see what the chat room is. He was wanking it all right. Uh, they didn't gun him down white, says Vabin Trippin. Uh, wankster. What, what race is that, Chuck Spears? Uh, field negro, says Terry. White, says D-Nice. Wow, this is a divisive one, man. We got people all over the place. Um, the way to play the race car, I never get that white. Wank, white, white, white. The correct, uh, what's, truck drivers aren't offended about much he's black wiz naive and white correct answer is everybody white that's right jl missed it (laughs) (laughs) but many of you did get it oh my god oh my Mm mm-hmm you like he had on some uh, mascara and some lipstick that, oh, shit. at some point in his wanking. Um, let's go to the bonus round, guys. <clears throat> double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the race in the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far, J. Hell is one and one. But will he be able to make a comeback in the bonus round? Only one way to find out. All right. Let's see. Here is one. Uh, drunk driver um, in Illinois pulled up to the police to say hello. What? <laughs> Before driving off erratically in a suburban riverside, <laughs> Freddie Levinson, 57, told police he was just being friendly when he drove up to the officer and rolled his window down. But the officer noticed him swerving from lane to lane and pulled him over around 2 a.m. Saturday. Levinson failed a breathalyzer test. Uh, which showed him at two and a half times the legal limit. Police said he's also admitted to driving on a suspended license. He faces two DUI charges as well as several other traffic violations. Guess the race 
uh, Mr. Freddie Levinson. Do I guess first? Yep. Name friendliness to the cop when under the influence, white. All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe uh, here. Um, they're taking some time. This is a thinker. Uh, see, white guilt. <laughs> Talking to the police politely, snow white. So white. I didn't know I couldn't do that, white. Black, <laughs> black man knows better than to take the breathalyzer, white. <laughs> That's how they get you, apparently. Um, did something illegal, but was afraid of the cops, white. Uh-oh. My wife likes your beard, wink, wink, white. Ah, uh, let's call that. Come on, white. The correct, <laughs> come on, come <laughs> on, white. Uh, that is so good. That is like a response that you get on like a uh, game show for real, like Jeffrey. Right. Or some, uh, what's the one where you spend the well? Will of Fortune. Fortune. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, the correct answer is actually black. What? Wow, that was hard for me to believe, too. Wow. Yeah. Did anyone guess black, Karen? Are we sure he's not a Jewish guy, like, doing a Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder? Like, he just put on, like, very good black, black makeup and hair? He's he's a dude standing next to the dude, pretending to be the dude. <laughs> uh, did anyone guess black at all? Mm-hmm. I no. Don't, I don't think anyone guessed black. No, because it's like... Who would expect a black man to be like, hey, y'all, how you doing? I like the Most person. Most of us are frightened and scared. I like the person in the chat who goes, he must have been really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so good. Oh, that right. Bluetooth, though. Yeah, somebody said that Bluetooth. Yeah, he got a Bluetooth in there. He old man, too. All right. Let's see if we can give JL one more chance to uh, to get this right. All right. And Levinson, his last name is Levinson. I was about to say celebrating New Year white. Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer was black, and the the clue was Freddie as a first name. Uh, um, <laughs> the Charlotte Observer reports a bizarre story of a man who drove cross country this June to confess to murdering a woman and dumping her body in a river in 1997. Matthew Gibson, 55, was driven to confess after he got texts and calls from Walmart about prescriptions for Anita Townshed. He thought Townshed was the woman he killed. Gibson thought someone knew about the murder and was toying with him. He told the detective that he began receiving text messages and voicemails from Walmart telling that Anita Townshed that her prescription was ready. Gibson later received an envelope with a Walmart advertisement in it but no return name or address. He felt someone was monitoring his calls, he said. He, his conclusion, Townshed must have been the woman he killed. Now he felt someone might have put a contract on his head. In his own mind, somebody knew what happened after all these years, said Detective Alicia Marquez. Gibson drove from North Carolina to confess in Arizona where he allegedly murdered the woman. Her name was actually Barbara Agnew. And Gibson told cops that one night in 1997, he invited her back to his trailer and later bludgeoned her with a mag-like flashlight when she wouldn't leave. Oh. Um, so guess the race of Mr. The fuck is his name? Uh, Matthew Gibson? Uh, yeah, Matthew Gibson, 55. Oof. I mean, the Freddy one is really throwing me off. Like, it's making yeah. me, I'm going to go white. You're like, but... a, you're like a quarterback that threw a pick six, and now you got to get back ah! on the field right after? That was a de- that was like a pick six where also our star running back got injured during the play trying to <laughs> tackle him. 
<laughs> with the pick six, it was a devastating play. The Freddie, the Freddie Levinson, right out the uh, hands. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go white. All right, let's take it. Like you threw it on target right off his hands and huh. to the DB. Uh, I know what you did last summer, White. Ha! Oh. Total Recall, White. A cast member from Fargo, whiter than snow. King of the trailer park, White. I have no clue guessing White serial killer. White, this confession is White, damn it, says HC. Cold-blooded murder followed by several pa- severe paranoia, but getting texts from Walmart, White. And that dreaded lion says white. white. The correct answer this time is white. Way to come back. I feel like Freddie Levinson is on the level of if, if you had had the, sni- the DC sniper story, mm-hmm. like everybody thought he was white. Yeah, yeah. The DC sniper was like the first, that was, that was like the first like great black serial killer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he put it down, man. Like we we don't do that. He definitely put it down for us, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a like this is like a cold case just gone wrong. Like, how dumb did he feel when he got caught? When they were just like, we don't know who the fuck Mary Townshed is, but we do know who this lady uh, <laughs> that's missing is, um, and been missing since nineteen ninety seven. That is odd. Right? He's like, no, I no no, I didn't kill her. I killed uh, I yeah. killed somebody else. I thought there was a hit on my head, but now that I know there's not, I'm just going to go back to work at the chicken factory. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Uh, Brian Cranston could play him in a movie. He could. He he could get the perfect <laughs> level of paranoia that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about sword ratchetness before we get out of here, guys. Last segment of the show. Mm-hmm. A sword attacker sliced off a victim's left hand. Oh. And then he told him, I'm your father. Um, <laughs> and of course the man said, no. A man who had just had his hand severed with a samurai sword punched his attacker in the face with a stump. Shit. Uh. That's a man's man. That's a walking dead shit. And then he said, welcome to the HIV club. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Uh, The sword attacker didn't know what to do. He was totally stumped. Charles Russell, 28, of Whitechapel Road, Dublin, 15, was remanded in custody pending sentence after pleading guilty to intentionally or recklessly causing Peter Rogers serious harm at the deputy mayor pub Meekstown on January 13, 2008. His er, his thirty one previous convictions, thirty one. Well, can he? He, in all fairness, he led the league in tackles. Uh, his thirty one previous convictions included road traffic and criminal damage offenses. Detective Garter Tony Gleason told Dublin Circuit Court, Criminal Court that Russell severed Mister Rogers' hand at the wrist with his first swing of the sword, and his hand fell to the ground. He said the victim did not notice that he had lost a hand. Would you say it must have been due to shock? I feel like that's the first thing I noticed. It must not have been his jack-off hand. That's what it was. Huh. Just use your other arm. Mr. Rogers, 28, continued to struggle with Russell and at one stage punched the accused in the face with the stump of his arm. Detective GDA, how do you pronounce that first name? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the vowel's in the wrong place. Get up. 
gleason said that mr rogers will never have full use of his left hand again shit i know never be able to tie a shoe think about it karen play video games he has suffered from depression his relationship has since broken down he would never work in carpentry again or play golf or football which he had done before the assault we can switch to soccer right um stump ball yeah stump balls start a new (laughs) make a new sport Make a new sport. Um, Detective Gilda Gleason said that both Russell and his co-accused had left the pub earlier that day and returned with a sword and a hammer before they both assaulted Mr. Rogers. Man, I really got to hand it to him, man. They, those guys know how to hold a grudge. Apparently so. Uh, Judge Catherine Delahunt said that it was an assault of the most serious nature before she adjourned sentencing to later this week. Uh, Detective Gitta Gleason said that Mr. Rogers had been in the pub with a number of friends that day when he heard someone shout, there's the cunt. Not the cunt. Mm. And Jeremy Renner must have been there too. Uh. Before he was struck, <laughs> before he was struck from behind with a hammer, he got struck from behind with a hammer. This blow came from Russell's co-accused and a friend who was then wrestled away by bar staff. He has denied the charge and is due for trial later this year. Russell then swung a samurai sword at Mr. Rogers and continued to strike at him four or five times before the staff dragged him away. He was restrained by the bar manager but managed to escape and fled the scene. Detective Gleason said that one customer picked up Mr. Rogers' hand and placed it in the ice in a black bag. The victim was taken to the Matter Hospital where he underwent emergency surgery to reattach his hand. Man. Uh, if if you guys were in this bar when this happened, would you have picked up his hand and put it on ice for him? No, mm. no, Karen. What about you, Jail? Uh, I mean, that's such a shocking thing to see. I don't know that I would have had like a thoughtful reaction. Right. Yeah, that's why I have my YMCA CPR emergency training. I definitely <laughs> would have known to put the ice in the plastic bag so that it wasn't actually touching the hand. And then you put it on, put it on ice, dog. Put that shit in a in a package and bring it to the hospital, man. I hadn't been trained, so I wouldn't know. That's all right. That's all right. Teach us to. I be probably would have done one of those things where I like picked it up by a finger and went. <laughs> <laughs> um. So <laughs> this article should have way more puns in it. By the way, like they were able to finger the suspect. Uh, Detective Gilda Gleason said they picked it up, put it on. Uh, he got emergency surgery to reattach the hand. Russell was arrested uh, the following March after Gardai in, in, in identified him from the CCTV footage. He exercised his right to silence in the subsequent interview. Mm. He gave no com- convincing reason for the motivation behind the attack. Well, yeah, well, we know the dude wasn't armed. Uh, Detective Gilda Gleason agreed with defense counsel that Russell's co-accused claimed that Mr. Rogers had said something insulting to his girlfriend's mother, which led to the attack. Well, some people would call that man a hero. <laughs> and here you are. He accepted that while Russell did not say anything in the interview, he consented to his blood being taken for DNA analysis and standing in an identification parade. <laughs> that sounds, why does it sound so festive? <laughs> Oh, you, you people overseas. <laughs> That's called a lineup. 
identification parade, whatever. <laughs> witness, <laughs> the witness acknowledged that a medical report said that Mr. Was Rogers. Was there a band and shit there? Yeah. What's happening? Were they marching down the street? Right. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> then they, they won't let gay people in the identification parade though, because that's no. just, that's too much. Well, only, they're concerned, you're not identified correctly. Only accused killers. Uh, witness, uh, acknowledged that a medical report said that Mr. Rogers had made some progress, although it was slow, but added that doctors had concluded that it's unlikely the victim will ever make a full recovery. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's no evidence to support Russell's co-accused version of events that they just had to, to beat this dude with a sword and a hammer Aww. because Russell's defense counsel said that his client had developed a cocaine problem. <laughs> Oh. And had been taking drugs and drink for four days prior to the assault. So, oh, all right. So he must have voted four times and, uh, they hooked him up. He said that his friends had approached him and told him that Mr. Rogers had insulted the woman, but accepted that none of this goes to excuse what happened and said his client's reaction was not even conceivably proportionate. So that's what you get, guys. You go to a bar, you're hanging out, watching a little sports. You might happen to call a lady a cunt. Now your fucking arms getting cut off, hammered to the head. That sounds rational to you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. All right, now I'm for women's rights as much as the next man, but you cannot be out here cutting people's hands off because you got a little upset with something they said. Use your words, people. Okay. Yeah. Also, you know, ask what she did. Maybe she did something. I don't know. She could have stepped on his foot or something. I don't know. Maybe he had new white Air Force Ones. You know? Many names have been called over those. <laughs> uh, make sure you check out JL Covan, the Righteous Prick Podcast, jlcovan.com. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget the YouTube video. Um, yes, go check it out, please, guys. I know we're all going to be watching uh, Key and Pill live tonight. And uh, get it ruined before you start. You know, go yes. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. And witness the, uh, I would also suggest you listen to the episode where JL and Josh Homer, also a friend of the show, um, half of the Ratchet Hatchet mm-hmm. podcast. I, I suggest you guys listen to it. It's one of the better, uh, episodes of the podcast. Uh, uh I forget of, what number it is, but it's, it's early on. If you probably, if you just Google Key and Peel, Righteous Prick, JL, like it'll probably click up. But if you go to the Podomatic page and just scroll for a minute to like, you know, it was, I'm up to like episode 143 and it was like, it was in the, I believe it was in the first 50. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, man. So, uh, yeah, that was one of those, like, that was one of those ones where like, I wasn't laughing as much as I was just like, oh, this is intriguing. I'm learning something. <laughs> I feel like I can never unsee this. Uh, Adam and Eve, code TBGWT. We'll be back Saturday for our feedback show. Five star reviews will be read, uh, mm-hmm. emails and all that stuff. Um, so I think that's it. So until Saturday for all you guys that aren't premium for the rest of you guys, Friday, uh, I love you. I love you too, babe. Mwah. <laughs>